Tony Dunn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What's the deal, Panther fans? Welcome to the C3 Panthers Podcast. And tonight we're chopping up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. And boy, was it a great day for Carolina Panther fans as the the administration, the brass, held their pre-draft press conference. And of course, the big topic of discussion was the quarterback position. Will it be exploring the press conference tonight on the show and what it tells us about the team's plans? And I tell you one thing, it, that seems to be the case. The star that the Carolina Panthers are ready to chart the course of their future by seems to be Bryce Young. Yes, the projected number one in the draft had an incredible interview today on the on the Pivot podcast where he showed such poise and confidence. It's no wonder the Carolina Panthers seem to have their eyes set on him. And he's one of those damn people, guys, who's just so incredibly dynamic, so awesome, so polished. It's to the point where it's just damn annoying. And because for me, guys, it just reminds me how average I am. Well, I tell you one thing. I annoy me with your awesomeness, Bryce Young, because I've been annoyed by Matt Fool and a bunch of bum-ass quarterbacks for too long. Guys, the C3 Panthers podcast is going to be lit tonight. And you know who I'm rocking with, my wheel man, Cody Lashney. Tony Dunn, you already know there's nowhere I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than sitting here with my boys, hanging, talking Panthers football. And that's exactly what we're going to do, baby. Listen, everyone and their mama is pointing towards Bryce Young being the selection for the Carolina Panthers. Maybe there's some rumors about trading down. To me, it seems like the Panthers are sticking at one taking their guy. Listen, Fidra is already giving out dietary advice for Bryce Young and how they intend to beef him up in this Panthers offense, man. But listen, as always, we have a ton to talk about. Happy to be here with you boys. And as always, you know we're going to do it with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. And listen, every time I do the roll call, I always get someone that gets mad that I don't say their name. So I'm saying every damn name on this list, Tony Dunn, and no one can stop me. I'm talking about my guy, Drew, BB, Tucci, Blind Panther Vlogs, Anthony Piccarello, what's up? These ill skills, Joe Riolano, one of the founders of the C3 Panthers podcast, what's up, buddy? Joseph, Joshua Hall, Leo Factor, Matt MJF, Michael Weidrick, uh, Nate's PNW Adventures, Off Grid, Preston Martin, Rock Rhyme, Tim Estes, Tim Stallings, Trucking Mogul, Underground West, Y Big Jordan, Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Don't forget to support the C3 Panthers podcast by calling into the show at 252-228-5098. We want to get your thoughts on today's uh, pre-draft, pre-draft press conference, what you thought of Bryce Young on the pivot. I don't know how you couldn't love what you have heard. And uh, whatever else that's on your mind from Austin Corbett in the perfect omelet 
to chirp, chirp. Demir Bird is here to save the day. No wonder I am in such a good mood because Skyfitter's the greatest GM of all time. CK, the voice that mm-hmm. makes a moist. Uh, how do you feel today? Because I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I should be excited, nervous, re- fine. It's crazy. Listen, I, I I don't know. I mean, it's just I have been in the most bipolar situation. Like, I have been super excited about Bryce Young. I've been super excited about C.J. Stroud. The, the thing that's going to be real about what happens is I'm going to be ecstatic about who we pick and heartbroken about who we don't. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where I'm at right now is I don't want to have one of these guys slip through our hands, but we've got to, but the, you've got to realize you're going to get some, hopefully one that is going to put you in a position to be a better franchise for the next 20 years. Uh, and, uh, and that's what or 10, you know, at least let's get 10 out of it. I'm one I'm 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, yeah, baby. 22, but don't, don't is, yourself, okay, go for the 20. Yeah. yeah I want the 20 dude. I ain't even, I ain't even playing that. I don't blame you, bro. I don't blame you at all. Uh, don't forget, guys, next Thursday night will be the C3 uh, tent draft party where we live stream. And we're not live stream. Uh, it's our watch along of the NFL draft where we watch the first round. Guys, some of these drafts in the past have had to go we into the morning because the Panthers pick at 25, somewhere in there, whatever. Boy, we got a lot to talk about at number one. But, hey, you got to stick around because you never know. Yeah. I mean, what if we jump back up? What if we jump back at like 32? I'm telling you, the the 10th draft party is going to be a doozy, Greg. I'm ready to get there, get this pick on. I don't know. Right now, I just feel like it can't be anyone other than Bryce Young. I've tried to kind of temp, tepper, tepper, temper some of this conversation in the past weeks because people had spoken so emph- emphatically and so confident on the matter but I don't think there have been really much additional information. But today I felt like the additional information finally was there. There's concrete stuff to build off the reference other than this rumor, that rumor, the Panthers seem to have their guy. He might be diminutive in stature, but boy, is he got all the confidence and all the charisma in the world, a million dollar smile, Greg. And boy, one of the things for us, I'm a shorter fella. Right there hey, with you. I'm yeah. with it. Like, right it's like one of us, man. One of one us. One of us. Oh, wait. Is that Matt bring back too much Matt Rule stuff? <laughs> PTSD. Look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm like with CK said, I'm totally down for whatever quarterback we draft. If it's Bryce Young or CJ Stroud in this number one pick, or should we trade back and still get one of these two? I don't care. I don't want to come out of this draft without one of those two guys. I do have my feelings, which I like. I like Stroud more than Young, and for me, it is totally a size thing. has nothing to do with anything else but size. Coming from a short guy, I've competed against guys that were five, six inches taller than me. It's tough. That just because of their size have beaten me. Not that they're better than me or smarter than me, just because their size, when it comes down to it in the professional game, are better than me. I've never played in the professional game, excuse me. The next level are better than me. Uh, so that's my only thing. If we come away with Young, I'm fine with that. Okay? I will cheer for Young, and I hope the Young is going to be good. I just know that every cerebral cerebral quarterback 
I've ever seen come out of the draft. Who are we talking about? Drew Brees, who wasn't even thought about that coming out of the draft. Yeah, Tom nobody Brady, went. Not even Tom Brady. I don't uh, know if people uh, said that Peyton about Manning. them at the time, to be honest. Yeah, Peyton between, Manning. Between the two of those in a 20, 20, 40 years of career, you're looking at four Super Bowls. So, I mean, the between the head, the between the ears, as far as mindset, does not always equate to being the best quarterback. Yeah, there's you some know? there's some real uh, – and I'll get into this as we get into the Pivot podcast is, you know, are we just being um, kind of hypnotized by his charisma? Uh, but there is some real um, – look, there's some real good tape out there. He's won the Heisman. He's been successful at every level, um, and he has overcome his smaller stature. But what you'll find out is he's got an answer for uh, people's concerns – and about his size and what i love about what he says guys and you'll hear it later from the pivot podcast is he said you know what is i've been dealing with people talking about my size my entire life uh and it's a real thing and he said it's okay for people to 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 think about that and to talk about that and it's just like one of those things that hey i gotta this is who i am and if i'm gonna play in the nfl this is how i'm gonna rock He's so even keel. Yeah. It's like no, it's like nothing phases him. Yeah. And that's hey, like we're not gonna pretend like that's not a trait you don't want your franchise quarterback. You know, he's 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 ready to go. The moment is never too big for him, which is no pun intended, right? I know. But um yeah, he's certainly sure of himself, which is a good thing to have in a franchise quarterback. I was mesmerized by him today as I watched him on the Pivot podcast and some of the things I've seen in other places as I'm, you know, getting glimpses of getting to know him, right? Or getting my first, you know, intimate insights into his personality and things. I've heard about people, what people have said, but now I'm actually hearing and developing my own opinions about what his personality and what these things are. And I got to tell you, it's intoxicating. It's mesmerizing. And I try to just ground myself in moments and say, are we, am I being, or maybe is the, are the Panthers and potentially myself being too wooed by the sirens of great personality Mm -hmm. and, you know, being like, and this is, I told you guys this before, this is the season that Bryce Young is going to win. And when I mean the season of the off season AR15 is going to win the combine. That's where he he's the the mes- that's where he's intoxicating. Is yeah. at the combine. CJ Stroud it turns out is just like a a good six pack of beer. Is like not too drunk. <laughs> I love. Not too it's just like but you know what? I like a good six pack of beer. So hey, is that Bryce Young um, I just got to wonder, I was smitten with him, just listening to him. I hope that I'll be smitten with his play. We want to hear your thoughts at 252-228-5098. Don't forget, you could be a C3 super fan. Man, this is one way. We need your help. Continue to build the longest-running Panthers podcast as we continue to expand. This is the year of C3, and one of the best ways you can do it is becoming a C3 super fan, a $1.99 donation. Uh, monthly donation gets you a, a got extra perks, some swag in uh, in the chat room, and also access to some of the things that we're going to continue to roll out right now. It's been draft tape, but we will continue to make that C3 Supervan a valuable asset. You can donate to the show directly, check cash app tags, this, that, and what other. But, man, the way you can really help us, subscribe, like, 
and go to carolinacatchronicles.com. A lot of cool stories coming out. Go in there and in, and accidentally clicking an ad is like hitting a fifty is like hitting a fifty cent donation. Yeah. So that's what I say is go to the website. Even if you don't want to read, click ad, move on. Boom. Google. I know you don't want me to say that, but who cares? You take thirty percent of the donations anyway. Cody, let's jump into this show tonight. First up, the pre-draft press conference. Yeah, and listen, I went live today and I was able to stream this. Uh, pre-draft press conference. I appreciate everybody for coming through. Got up to, you know, 340-something uh, people. Big time turnout. Everybody was interested in hearing what Scott Fitterer had to say. And, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of took umbrage with the fact that they decided to do the press conference today. Kind of Literally strange. on the day that they're having both CJ Stroud and Will Levis into the building. A lot of people felt that it was disrespectful to even have uh, Levis be a part of C.J. Stroud's day to begin with. No, but let I alone, didn't they do the press man. conference yesterday? Or even wanted, after. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to ask you this. Mm. We'll start the show with this question, guys. Did the Charlotte media overlook that the fact that the Panthers were scheduled to interview Stroud and Levis? They mentioned their names one time in this press conference. It almost felt like as we watched the 30 minutes that they sat there and asked about the draft process, 28 minutes were dedicated to quarterback discussion. And the entire time felt like the only people, people, the only person people were interested in was Bryce Young. And what I mean by that, the media is only interested in Bryce Young. And the Panthers brass was only interested in Bryce Young. Poor uh, this tweet right here by Ryan, not Reynolds on the block. Oh, one big Panther fan. Always a great Twitter follow, by the way. I, I, I always put a lot of his stuff on the show. It said, look at this Stroud and Levis on the bus ride back to the airport. Man, it did <laughs> not. It felt like they were non-existent. Yeah. And shout out to Shannon Quick. She was really the only one that even mentioned it. And it's basically because people on Twitter kept on mentioning it. They were like, well, did you, did you just schedule these far out in advance? Like, what happened? And yeah, Federer was basically saying, yeah, we've had these scheduled for a long time now and that they're still in the process of doing their due diligence. However, he would also go on to note that they pretty much know what they're going to do. They haven't outright said to one another, Federer and Frank Reich haven't outright said to one another, this is going to be the player that we're drafting because they still feel like they're going through that process. But they said that they're all pretty close to the same feel as to where they're going to be going uh, when it comes to this number one pick. And, um, Tony, you you wanna you wanna play a clip first, or how you wanna go? Nah, about let's it? pop into this right now. Is this is like right now? I guess this is what we basically. This is a bullet point. Tell us what we got here on the screen. Let's go full screen on this yeah. and explain to us what this tells us about today's. I guess this is a bit by bit point about today's press conference. Here's the press conference in a nutshell. Yeah, so basically, Federer says that they're finishing the board this week with college scouts meeting with their coaches later this week, still going through the process on who number one is. Federer said they Federer said they didn't say anything to Bryce Young to cause him to cancel his visits. 
because that's another thing we're going to talk about. Bryce Young canceled all the remaining visits that he had with all other NFL teams. So that's a pretty big deal. Uh, Federer said all four quarterbacks still in play for the number one pick. He must Panthers have whispered that. He whispered that. Dude, if listen, if you if you believe that, yeah, it's like if uh, if you believe that I have some property on the other side of Mars, (laughs) and I'm interested in selling to you, dude. I promise I'll give it to you on a good deal. Um, He also said, uh, "I, uh, but this was interesting. I would hate being at number nine right now trying to figure this out. We'd have Levis." Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's sure. what he just said. Sure. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, okay, so this is where it gets down to. He dropped a lot of hints about Bryce Young throughout the course of this entire process. Right. Uh, one of them was uh, he was talking about short quarterbacks and balls being batted down at the line of scrimmage, a la Baker Mayfield last year. And uh, he says uh, in Russell Wilson's final year, he had three batted passes. And Bryce had two. So they are literally using every way possible to signal to the fans that they do not care too much about the hype. Uh, he would also go on to say um, that uh, Federer says, if there is a disagreement on who the pick will be, Frank and I will make that decision. But he also says he doesn't think that's going to happen. All right, uh, right here. Let's yeah. pause right here on, uh, and I don't use the word pause like whatever these other guys do, which I don't really get. It took me t- a year and a half to learn what cap meant. I guess I don't care about what the pause thing is. I think I know it is, but let's go to clip number one when uh, Scott Fitter was asked about, and really, the, and Dan Morgan chimes in on this, about who does this size. Are there concerns about it, right? Is he going to, I mean, and... The only thing that I've said that, and I don't even think that the Panthers, I don't, the one thing I guess I don't like about this answer is, guys is that I don't think the size should preclude Bryce Young from being picked. I just think it should be something that you have to talk about and consider. So let's see what they got to say about the size. It feels like it doesn't bother them a bit. Uh, you know, this doesn't seem to be an issue when you grow up, uh, you know, a, a shorter quarterback, you learn how to, you know, evolve your game and, and adapt and see the field. Uh, and he's done that just like CJ's, you know, evolved his game, you know, Will's evolved his game. They all, they all develop and, you know, there's certain tools that they have and they learn to, to play to their uh, strength and they've all done that. Yeah. So. To me, to me, it's a lot more, you know, it's not about so much the height, um, you know, you got to have those pocket instincts, your ability to slide, find passing lanes. So you got to look at other things like that. And then obviously how smart and how well a quarterback sees the field is also important. So, you know, you got to take more than the size into, into account. CK, what I heard here was, is that the size doesn't matter in this case. We're drafting Bryce Young. You got a smart quarterback that knows how to play the game. He's played the game yep. this whole life. Uh, I am fine with their their um, a re- rationale of why um, Bryce Young can overcome the size difference, but I'm not sure that they're acting like it's a not like being taller wouldn't be advantageous either. I don't think that that's. I mean, I think that they're they're saying that you uh, you develop different styles of being able to adapt with what your body type is. I think that's really what they're saying. What I found to be most 
impactful with what you just heard there. And there's multiple times during this interview that they did this. He mentioned three names. There was one person that was removed from that list. Anthony Richardson. He didn't even talk about Anthony Richardson at all today. Multiple times. Scott oh, wow. Fitterer answered a question and he responded with names specifically regarding young CJ Stroud and Levis, but n- always seemed to leave out Anthony Richardson and every one of his statements regarding, you know, the improvements that they've made, things like that. Right. So I think the most important statement that we saw there is the lack of a name being mentioned. Yeah. Uh, throwing this over to you, Cody, um, and building off of what CK said, mm-hmm. one of the things I gather from Br- the Bryce, from Bryce Young <clears throat> is in how polished he is, is that one, the stage in that moment from day one is not going to be a difficult adjustment or it will be less difficult of an adjustment for him to assume that le- that role and all the pressure that comes with the number. I think they're so confident in his ability to step in from day one. It almost feels like they're just more interested. Well, they're not interested in winning what it's going to be like in two or three years. It's like, hey, this is, it feels like a really right now moment too. And I'm not trying to say that he can't be good in the long run. I'm just, it. I don't know if they're, are they becoming a little too infatuated with what he offers from day one? Well, I mean, listen, I think you have to put into context a little bit how bad our owner wants to win yes. football games <laughs> and, and how, how things have turned out in recent years where basically every single year, uh, David Tepper uh, thought that he was going to have the team to make a playoff push the past couple of years in a row, and we weren't even close to it. So it is something to be said that uh, Bryce Young, out of all of the quarterbacks right now, is the the most capable of being able to step up and be able to play meaningful football right away. You uh, you also heard them mention, especially Dan Morgan, the subtle pocket movements that there are things that you can do as a quarterback to make sure that defenders aren't getting in your throwing lanes that you're able to move just enough. That way yeah. you can see out in front of you. What and all Baker of those couldn't do. Right. And everything that Baker couldn't do yeah. is something that Bryce Young can do. And also like, let's not pretend they're, you know, okay. We saw Baker Mayfield last year. We also saw PJ Walker. PJ Walker didn't have anywhere near the problems with batted passes that Baker Mayfield did. So there is a technical a- aspect to this. It's not as simple as, oh, short quarterback. Right, right. Batted passes. It, that's that's far too simple for us to just put it that way. And Bryce Young has all the necessary traits and attributes uh, to be able to, to mitigate those types of things happening to him. I don't like to call him a short quarterback as much as just diminutive stature. Right, is that it's right. just like he looks like a teenager, and you know what? He's only twenty-one. To be fair, he is only twenty-one. Yeah, he's right? two years and, removed and, from actually being a teenager. Yeah, uh, but he looks like someone that would hang out with my son. You know, is that it? Just is like a. It looks like a senior at my kid's high school, kind of almost. And now, when it comes to his size, it's not just about being short, and so. 
I mean, yeah, getting a seeing over the linemen is some things. It's more, uh, but also being able to hold up against a a big the Calais Campbell. And this is what uh, I saw you mention this on the the draft show that you guys did this past week. The the creator Jeff. This is something that Mike Florio brought up when talking to Chris Sims. Is that at some point he's going to go up against the Calais Campbell, who is ten inches tall? Is like ten inches taller than him, or and and a hundred pounds heavier. Now, will he be able to, there are ways you can mitigate that and some different things. Um, but I tell you, is that one good thing? Hey, you know, running backs sometimes benefit from not being able to be seen over the line. Maybe these yeah. defensive ends just won't be able to see them. Where is this guy? Where is this kid? And the fact that they're gonna have to they're gonna have to reach so far down to be able to get them in, you know. It's just gonna be hit to the head after hit to the head. Boom, flag, flag, flag. But the question is, is he is this, you know, is there some room? Is you know, and I, I do think it's a fair point to say is that we're not always talking about what you are, what you will be. Now let's go to clip two because Scott Fitterer was asked about this and asked about his size. And sometimes is that Joe Person comes in here and brings this in. And Cody, you have been uh, pretty clear in saying this. That, uh, and I think you said this to David Geddes maybe last week on the show. It's not the height necessarily, and just bad at balls. But can that frame stand playing with the big boys? Joe right. Person asked him <laughs> about his playing weight and how they're going to do this. This is what Scott Federer has to say. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, nutritionally, we can do some things uh, to educate him. Um, you know, we get him in the weight room. You can see when you really look at his lower body, his lower body has gotten bigger. He, you know, he's put on a lot of mass down there. A lot of times quarterbacks don't want to lift upper body because you get a little bit bound up. Um, but there's some things he's going to naturally put on size as he ages as well. You know, again, going back to, to Russ, I think he came out at, you know, 200, maybe he might have been 206 pounds. He's at 220 now. I mean, guys just grow. Um, that's something he can control, and that's something we can help him with. He can't control the height. Okay, I'm not sure this is really it isn't the, the it, best, it isn't. most accurate discussion here it, it, or it, it a great isn't. comparison. It didn't it, look it, good it, for him. Yeah, well, it, it, it isn't. And I want to say this: that I feel like people have such a faulty idea of like how putting on muscle mass actually works, right? You know, if you're if you're a shorter guy, yeah, you can bulk up. But Bryce has a naturally smaller frame than compared to the guys that he's talking about. Dude, say what you want about Matt Corral. The, I mean, the guy is like three inches taller than him, and now he's up to two hundred and twenty pounds. Just because you have some other quarterbacks that can bulk up, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be able to fit. That much, or if that even really mass. would help him all that much in, yeah, the, in some it, cases, like yeah, maybe it, it's just being bigger alone, it or is being diminutive in stature, just fragility. It might be his best playing weight to be around 195 pounds, 200 pounds. And listen, I'm not doubting that an NFL strength and conditioning system can is it gonna add on 10 bit. pounds or something yeah i mean but like, don't I'm, expect I'm, him to I'm, be 225 one day and yeah like, like i don't think that he's ever going to be up anywhere near 220 pounds you know he's he's not a very uh and russ looks heavy didn't you guys remember uh what the guy said the former um 
it was the former one of the DBs or something for the Seattle Seahawks. And he wasn't even trying to be mean about Russ. He said he looks in good shape on the field, but you see him in the locker room. He's like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Russ was older too. Here's the other also, thing: is Russ when he came out and came into right. the NFL, he was not 21. He had already played like pro baseball or baseball. He had been, but he played four years in college. He transferred yeah, from Missouri State to Wisconsin. Yeah. He had been around. Um, so yeah, I don't like you know even think of think of someone like Jonathan Stewart, right? Built like a running back, but he's around the same height. Well, just because they're around the same height doesn't mean that they have a similar frame and build. And I don't know. I just totally. don't really buy I buy into that. I do not think that uh that Bryce he's like is he's gonna, gonna have great hips when we're done with them. Yeah, like I don't know. I, I know Bad Daddy's chomping at the bit. Go ahead, Greg. No, just I mean, this all comes down to what I was saying before, and the coach just said it right there about you, you can't teach teach size. Uh I mean <clears throat> We talked about, we always complained about Cam Newton and it's kind of a shack effect, how he got graded differently. He got calls called differently. Is it going to work the other way with a smaller guy? Are we going to get more calls on roughing? Hell the yeah. They're going to say, like, you just got, he got like, killed. You, dude. Hold on. No, no, ejected. Like, I think that'd be great. But do you guys really think that'll happen? Like, yes. do you really think so? Like, or in my opinion, I'm looking at like an RG3 type deal. When RG3 mm-hmm. came out, man, he was talked about like he was the next big thing. He, he was, was such Cam a Newton. runner, though. He was Greg. Cam Newton, but smaller, better than mine, and he could do, do better, more things. And Cam Newton last, or not Cam Newton, RG3 lasted two years. He right. was what I he was a runner, though. Bryce Young is just going to have to hold up in the pocket, <sighs> and that's what it is. Is probably okay. um, is Why that take the chance. Because why? wait until you hear he him on the pivot, bro. Take yeah. your chance. Why, he doesn't why, care why, why you he's... even say that, dude. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. The prize is uh, no greater no matter what you They pick. are taking him, man. no greater. I guarantee you, C.J. Stroud cannot win a lesser Super Bowl than Bryce Young can. There, There is no greater Super Bowl to win. Why there is, take um, the chance? Hey, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, 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 I just want to say real quick. A big time thank you to our boy, Just Don't Care, who gave another five gifted super fans to Michael Davis, Lynn Leonhardt, Scott Thomas, Kenneth, Girth Brooks, Blind Panther Vlogs, and Fitness for Life. We appreciate you, so man. So it tells that's you who time. gets them? Yeah, it tells you who gets oh, them. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. I just looking at the StreamYard comments and you don't get all that extra information. Man, that is fantastic. Being a supporter of the C3 Panthers podcast, uh, you are already doing it by being here, by hanging out in the chat, by smashing the thumbs up button, subscribing. Check us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. Go back, check out David Geddes' interview if you missed last week. It was really incredible. Far, you know, uh, I know that I, uh, I have a soft spot for kind of these uh, – I don't know the story, the fan story, guys. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Demir Bird speak to me. I've been a Cameron Artist Payne fan. I was a Ben A. Ben Wickery fan, and I think he was a victim of circumstance. David Geddes was one of those guys who really showed so much promise in a bad situation and, uh, you know, just was derailed by injury and, and, and timing. It shows you luck and timing. And speaking of injury and what Greg is potentially fearful here, 
But you know what? He's a big giant guy, and he got injured, and his career was ruined right. or or yeah. sh- cut very short. We won't say yeah. ruined. But the 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 interview was so great. You guys can support the show by just going back, listening, checking us out, subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. Let people know, man, this show has been rocking, and we're in our 11th year. You can call into the show at 252-228-5098. And, uh, Greg, I was going to say this. It doesn't really matter about why you should take the chance. Cody, can we pull up the image of, of hey, the odds have been closed out. The book is closed. Oh, the yeah. The book is straight okay. closed on the what, <laughs> bet MGM so, is not taking bets anymore on the number one pick. They said, nope, because yeah, everybody's going to bet Bryce Young. Yeah. And, we, and we're going to have to pay. They're only taking picks on who will be number two. Oh, who cares wow. what you think? The book oh, is wow. closed, dude. Bryce Young is the guy. So that that means if you got a bet in before this and and you bet against that and Carolina uh, doesn't re- go Bryce oh, Young, dude, you are, my, my, uh, you are off for a year or two. At look, least. Uh, my guy Anthony yeah. Picarello, who by the way gave a super chat, said the Pivot Podcast sold me. He is the truth. I think that sold a lot of people, Anthony. But uh, I know Anthony got in on the action when Bryce was. Uh, I think it was plus two thirty or something. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah, he That's he got way he to got go. In. Yeah, way. he got in when the getting was good. So shout out to Anthony. All right, well, don't worry, um, Anthony. Hang out. Uh, we will have some audio from the pivot. That interview was incredible, and the pivot is phenomenal. I I, I tell you this: these guys, every one of them on that show, has just kind of a cool knack for. Asking good questions too, yeah, right. It's like the it was these questions were thoughtful. Channing felt, is awesome. I love. They felt natural. Every one of them asked a great question. Who's the DB? The former DB. Yeah, he's incredible. They're awesome. All every single one of them brings something very thoughtful to the table. And I was just so kind of a little jelly because you know I wasn't a player. This is some of the things they think about and some of the ways they think. Really gives some great insight. So hang out for that. Uh, we're going to get to your calls, too, in just a moment. The number is 252-228-5098. We got one last thing, I guess, when it comes to the pre-draft conference before we get into Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Bryce Young. The uh, Carolina Panthers were asked, strangely, it almost felt like they hadn't even thought about the rest of the draft. Now, if we go <laughs> right. uh, back, yeah, now <laughs> they did say we're one week away. They did say that they had 1,300 names uh, that they have that they have write-ups on 1,300 prospects. They have whittled their draft board down to, I think, about 139 names. And uh, But really, even this press conference – even those issues were a second. They took second fiddle. Not even. It was like oh. uh, it was. Dave, uh, Scott Fitter was like, "We're just gonna get this quarterback thing right, and then we'll see what happens." It's gonna be awesome, guys. Cody, what happened when they? What did Scott Fitter? Let's go to the clip on Scott Fitter talking about the Panthers' other draft needs. Boom 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 boom. Oh, I guess it'll help if I unmute it. Yeah, I think you always need a pass rusher. I mean, um, you know, we, we could be above the offensive line. Uh, we've done a lot of things at receiver. We always had a receiver. Um, 
linebacker. I mean, no team's ever complete, and you can always add whoever. Um, but we're gonna the whole the whole part of like free agency is for us. This is our philosophy and has been. It's going to the Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Draft to be able to pick the best player available. And so we've done that. Uh, you know, when it comes down to best player available, and there's two guys at certain positions, and one position is a need, say it's a linebacker, then, then the need is a linebacker. So uh, going into it, we're aware of where our weaknesses are, um, and we'd like to address that. All right, so he pulled out the old Dave Gettleman. Right. You know, he should have gone back and listened to what Dave Gettleman said because it was just such a reserved way of saying you use free agency to set up the draft. Yeah, that's what we did. Dave Gettleman said that so long. It was, just, you know, Dave Gettleman, if you would have just listened to your damn own advice, you might have been the GM for a little bit. Dave longer. was magic on the microphone, man. Yeah, he was. You, it was. He so was great. good. So but, good. But he just didn't listen to his own advice. So no. if that's the case, the Carolina Panthers have positioned themselves to take best player available. What have mm -hmm. we learned so far? First, we learned this is that the Carolina Panthers really feel comfortable that they move from nine to one. That's what he said is he said, we feel like we just did the right thing, the right thing. And he said, even to the effect of, I would, I would hate to be trying to figure things out what to do if we were at number yeah. nine. So now if we look at free agency guys, we went after, we put together some veteran offensive players who seem to have some gas in the tank, right? Feeling you can argue is getting long in the tooth. DJ Shark potentially has uh, the threat of injury. Has had problems with that. You have maybe Terrace Marshall Jr., who could be. Look, is I I like I'm, I'm kind of uh, I you know I've been giving Terrace Marshall Jr. a hard time to you, Cody, because you keep saying he's going to be so great. He's going to be so great. I don't think it's proven, but I think he's shown promise in the moments he's been there. I think team money's a little hard on them out of the Panthers creators. But at the same time, um, it seems like they have tried to put together an off. Oh, Miles Sanders. We forget about that name. Incredible. Yeah. What else? What have we learned about how the Panthers have positioned themselves in this free agency? And then what do you take away from those comments about what they want to do in the draft, Cody? So it really does seem as though the 39th pick, at least, is going to be either a linebacker or a D-lineman, somewhere along those lines. And if you look at what we've done in free agency, man, we, we definitely beefed up the receiving core with the additions of Adam Thielen and DJ Chark. Uh, the fact that that happened is awesome. We forget about LaVishka Chenault still being oh, on yeah. this team. Yeah, like that's a name that, that we're still going to try and incorporate. Uh, another name uh, that I'm sure we're going to get into later that's back in the building, Tony's favorite player in the yeah. history of, of all of football, which I'm never going to hear about. I'm never going to ever not hear the end of, rather. Uh, but, I mean, based on the things that we have done, 
the the Panthers, I know it sounds so cliche, but we really have put ourselves in a position to take best player available. And I think that we're gonna that we're gonna do that. Federer has once upon a time said between picks twenty-two and forty-five, they consider that the sweet spot of the draft. Meaning you can find a ton of value and guys that can be franchise type players in that type of picking range. So depending on the type of talent that falls to us, I could see tight end. I could see like a, a Darnell Washington. Um, you yeah. know, I, I, I could even see one of the better running backs if he's still there. Only a Jameer Gibbs, though. Only like a Jameer Gibbs or a Bijan Robinson. But as of right now, um, you know, uh, knowing that we're moving to this three, four defense, I think they're going to have to continue to allocate draft picks to the defense to make sure that we have the right kind of players in order to fill out this roster and, and what we want to do defensively. CK, were you able to listen to the whole press conference today? I did. Now, as we continue to ask, you know, where it feels, the feel is Bryce Young, and that's the, the star that we're going to set mm-hmm. our, our course to. I guess you just got to wonder is this, is there any chance that it's not Bryce Young? Is there any chance that they feel so like that the Houston Texans are going to be like, we want Bryce Young that much. And today having the press conference on the same day that you meet with CJ Stroud is to test his mental, mental fortitude (laughs) in the face of adversity to see if he can handle it. You know, I, I listen, I'm not that they may have some crazy stuff in the back end. I don't know. <laughs> I really wild. don't. Nuts, you know, yeah. that would be absolutely insane if that was the thing, yeah. right? However, the the way that I look at this, and, and you know, Cody and I were talking uh, prior to the show starting, um, I don't know that the Panthers are going to throw up smoke screens. I don't know who the smoke screens would be for if not to try to trade back into the number two spot and try Maybe to— Maybe it's not smoke. Maybe it's a— a little like a little where they're out bass fishing and they just trying to tempt that, that big mighty Houston bass over there with the shark. Do we believe, do we believe there is a real scenario where the Panthers trade back to two? And I don't think, I don't think there is a scenario that would happen. Um, Greg, I, the interview for CJ Stroud, they didn't have it after. They were having it as they were giving the press conference. They just had a plant beside him trying to figure out what he, how he was reacting as he heard the Panthers in there gushing about Bryce Young. Did he crumble? Did he just get on the plane and leave? Man, it has to be Bryce Young. But good Lord, is there any chance the Texans take the bait? Oh man, look, you know what? For, just for the sake of our show and us doing a live draft show, there is that part of me that almost hopes, hopes that it does happen. Give him some best car, hell yeah! Just, just so All that right. way we could be like, Whoa, oh, dude. Yeah. Like, and, and just to have everybody's reaction, D baby, he would commit ritual seppuku on the podcast that night, dude. And it might be the best thing. Um, dude, uh, and also, like, if we were able to recoup uh, a first-round draft pick that we lost next year, I've said this before, the Houston Texans are swimming in first-round picks. They could give us two first-round picks 
and still have an abundance of draft picks to be able to choose from. So it, it, the Panthers, if they are going to trade down, be damn sure to get the right amount of value. And to add on to this, all the rumors say that the Houston Texans only love Bryce Young. They are not high on C.J. Stroud. Apparently, they like Will Levis. So there's even some rumors that they might try and uh, let some other team trade up to number two and let them trade back a little bit. There's a lot of different scenarios, but I would not be mad if we pulled off the biggest bait and switch of all time, dude. You're like a, hey. it's like a magician pulling the the little thing away, you know. I, yeah, I put a short out last week we'll of all of us talking about this and me bringing that up the moment we traded for the number one pick. The moment we traded yeah. for it, everybody's like, "No, you're crazy. There's no way we could do that." I it's don't happen. I don't it's think it's gonna happen. It's not going to happen. If it did, if it did, we're going to have to send. We'll go ahead and have to call. Um, G baby is going to need like, I don't know if he's going to need somebody. He's going to be on suicide watch. If he, or we got to protect like David Tepper and then we're going to have to take out extra security because this man could be lurking <laughs> at any moment to murder these bugs. Especially yeah. now that they've gotten his hopes up so high <laughs> with all of the rumors of it being Bryce just to pull it out from under him, uh, dude. Hold on. Here's my here's my my counter to that, right? This is why it's not likely. If the Texans were that committed to Bryce Young that they needed to move up to the number one spot to make sure they got Bryce Young and they gave away multiple first round picks to move up one spot to get Bryce Young then that dude better be damn special so we're saying at one and getting him at one we did that too Yeah. So exactly. Bryce Young better be special if we pick. But they have exactly. more. But That's I don't what I'm think. Saying. Why would you? Why would you? If the Panthers, if you're sitting there, if if Bryce Young is that special, if you're in these interviews and he is blowing it out of the water, if if that is the he's case, it, he's going to win interviews, bro. You'll hear it. He's why would you give that away to the Texans, even if it does mean you're getting some picks back? That because doesn't. Mean, there's no reason. There's no value in that. Because it's it's not it's not. Everybody's saying Bryce Young is better. It's the Texans like like Bryce Young better. That's the argument here. The Texans likes Bryce like Bryce Young better, and if they like him better, then you can extort him for more picks. Yes, and still the get only, the guy you want. That's I don't the think this is, you know? I don't think it's going to happen, guys. The only thing that made me think about it, or even at this point, because I think it's Bryce Young. I think they've charted their course already on that. That's their probably. north star. I'm gonna have to live with it. I think. But I think here's right. the thing: is I. We've heard, we see that uh, everybody loves Scott Fitter. All the super draft heads love Scott Fitter, or at least they did in his first year because he just like accumulated all these picks by moving around. And it was just like what everybody who does a mock draft does. You want to take this trade? You want to do this? You want to do that? Yeah, we're going to get all this. And then he just wasted all those picks going forward. I would rather just for us to like leave this draft with like Bryce Young and another top 32 pick and then just call it a day than to have like two fourths and third that aren't like. So, is there any chance? I know everybody sees the Panthers potentially moving back from 39. Is there any chance the Panthers could move from 39 to 28? And sure. I mean, maybe, but I, I kind of feel like Fitterer 
probably wants to move back more than it does want to move up. That's I mean, what that's everybody just... says. I'd rather consolidate picks, Cody. Instead of having, remember that draft? We had eight players. We like got drafted eight defensive players in Matt Rule's first draft. And two of How... them were worth a damn. Yeah, yeah, and two of them are on the team anymore. I'd just rather have two players on the team that you're yeah. going to invest in because now, even with the second round pick in Terrace Marshall Jr., three years later, this guy's mind ain't even going to be on the team potentially. You're right. Hey, man. Right. I... And so, so, like looking at that, you're telling me that when when I look at the trade, like if we were to go back to number two, I would expect that we get two first round picks, either no. being one this year, one next year, or in the next two years. You don't think so? Two first round picks? For, Not for, a for, shot. For no, you would spot? get you would move back one. You would move back, move back what one you, and pick up a first and round. And you would pick. either get their what is their pick? The thirteenth, Cody. No, the you wouldn't 12th, pick up the fourteenth. The there 12th. is not a shot or next year. The, there is not a shot Why in the not? world that they would give up two first round picks. But that's to what move they're up giving up. One spot. Well, it's going to be two first round picks anyway. It's going to yeah, be either no, next that's, that's year's or this. Sorry, that, that is it'll the be price. next year's. Listen, it'll if, be next year's. Here's first. The that thing. is the price. Sorry, I would not do it for a second. Listen, here's the thing. So there are legitimate discussions that have been had, and this is the value that the everybody else sees. So if the Colts moved up to num- moved up two spots to the number two spot, they would give this this year's first round pick, which is uh-huh. just the fourth, which so one first round, DeForest Buckner, and then a, like an eighth round pick. That's it. But that's no, not the number one pick. Yeah, and also, exactly. by the that's way, like everybody, pick. everybody decides these draft charts about what every pick yeah. is worth positionally. Like Dude, burn that shit. That, it's like that, a baseball year, card book. But, a card is worth what year. somebody will pay for but, it. But again, it's about knowing who your buyer is. It's like asking a billionaire to pay pennies on the dollar. Right. We know that the Houston Texans have a bunch of first round picks. Yeah. And they want to choose the, the quarterback. I've brought this right. up before. When you look at Peyton Manning and that Ryan Leaf draft, everybody thought both of those guys were going to be Hall of Famers. Well, no, only one of them was, and the other one ended up being a bust. So if you're going to make that pick for us, yeah, you're going to have to pay for it, man. I so would not sure. give it up. How about I understand this? Start- that we would want to have this have, make make them pay for it, right? They yeah. are not going to pay that because well, then I will the do have it. Then. Here, they they can't have that's it. Yeah, fine. Exactly. That is fine. They don't have to. No, I don't want to trade out of the number one spot. I am telling you, it's not going to happen because what the Panthers would require is not going to be anything. The Texans are going to be even close to willing to pay because if With we believe, the- if we believe these guys are as close as they are in one A and one B, why the hell would you give up two first round draft picks to move up one spot to get one guy? They don't think that. Because but, uh, because the narrative is that they're not 1A, 1B, to be honest, right? The narrative right now is, look, it's Stroud. Stroud's falling out of the top five at this moment, it could be, which is insane. Like, is yeah. that, I think that Wild this is really, team. like, all uh, by the Colts. I think that C.J. Stroud's going to be <laughs> Colt. That's what Probably. I would expect is that they didn't get Deshaun Watson. They're, you know, but... Anyway, it's kind of we've talked enough about the trades. We've talked enough about the, um, the pre-draft uh, conference. Go check it out. Look, and you know what is? In fact, don't even go. Just watch the pre-draft uh, um, press conference. Go watch C three watching the pre-draft press conference. Cody, I was in class. I got out. I was like, oh shit! Cody went live at eleven. 
I go. I was uh, sitting on the throne in the throne watching. And I was like, shit, this guy got like 295 people up in here. Like three <laughs> hours later, Cody and his his cult, his cult show out. Man, I tell you what, there's another cult of fans in this show that have that are a little freaky. Oh, <laughs> well, you know what? That's not a call to me. That's a call to the voice. Talk to him, big papa. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry about that. I'm here to talk to you for just a moment about the fact that you have come here to listen to us debate, discuss, maybe even get infuriated by the conversation about what quarterback we're taking here in less than 10 days. We're 10 days away, less than, and we're going to have a quarterback. And you've come here to discuss it. Maybe you've come here every Tuesday night. Maybe you've been here during the uh, during the draft, draft profiles that Cody puts out there. Maybe you've been here for the Friday free-for-all, but you haven't hit that like button yet. Well, I have one thing to say to all you absolute freaks. Subscriber shame. One hundred and fifty people watching, sixty-three thumbs up. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that notification bell for every single time the C three Panthers podcast goes live. We're going to be putting out a couple more uh, film rooms before the draft, and like Tony said, we have so many plans. That way, we will continue to get our super fans involved. So join for a dollar ninety-nine a month and uh, and be a part of this uh, great Panther community that we have here at the C3 Panthers podcast. Before we go any further, let me make sure we do all of our due diligence. Uh, Anthony Piccarello with another $2. He says, I'm back. Thanks for the shout out. Got him at plus 250. Kudos to my man, Anthony. Joseph with the $2. Says CJ Stroud. Say it out loud. And my boy, White Chocolate Espresso with the $5. Says quarterbacks with the most roughing the passer calls in 2022. Golf at six, Gino at five, Kurt Cousins at five, Matt Ryan has the most ever at 57, and Tom Brady and Cam have the same at 35. I mean, I hey, you. man, those roughing the passers, they're going to look different when it's Bryce Young, man. Yeah, so. I, I tell you one thing, nothing satisfies a master debate like the voice that makes him voice. Oh, yeah. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Oh, man. I see what uh, you did there. One way you can uh, support the show is just by, like he said, smashing thumbs up button, but being in the conversation. The number's 252-228-5098. Cody, I think it's time to take a couple of cat calls because I know these fans want to talk about this press conference. I know they want to talk about the master debate. Actually, no, there is no debate. Charting our course with Bryce Young is what it seems like. Guys, we want to hear your thoughts on whatever you want to talk about, about the Carolina Panthers on the longest running Panthers podcast. Let's get into these cat calls, my man. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like Who's that kid? It, 
Anthony from Charlotte. What's up, Anthony? Beautiful day in Charlotte here. Um, today is Tuesday, April 18th. Nine more days until the draft. Kind of crazy. Um, yeah, nothing much else to say. Um, I watched uh, the press conference with Cody today. I thought it was really telling, you know. Um, I don't think Scott Fitter was, you know, afraid to say kind of an idea of what's going to happen next week, kind of because we have the first overall pick. It seems like, you know, Bryce Young is the choice. And I was listening to one Carolina, shout out to him, um, when Scott Fitter said he didn't tell Bryce Young to not see, not go to the other draft visits, uh, he's not going to say that he told them that, that like publicly. You can't do that. My guess would be that he actually did because you don't visit other, you don't not, can't, you don't cancel other draft visits if you know that you're, you know, a guarantee to go in the top two, which Bryce Young is. That's what Chris Sims and Mike Florio said. Now it could all be wrong. But all the signs are pointing towards Bryce Young. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think a trade back at this point in time is going to happen. Houston clearly said, you know, they're looking to trade out a pick two, potentially move back in the draft if they can find a suitor. But the pick 39, I mean, he said edge rusher, linebacker, and um, wide receiver are the three biggest needs he's looking at, which tells me that they probably do believe in C.J. Henderson. Shout out to Greg. I know you probably aren't happy about that. but. He was drafted 12th with the hope that something he would be solid at some point in this league. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, nothing else, really. I mean, just waiting for the draft at this point. Nine days out. Anthony from Charlotte, keep motherfucking pounding, C3. Hey, shout out to Anthony. Do y'all so listen? Even though Fitterer said that he didn't tell Bryce Young to cancel his visits or that they didn't tell him that he was the pick, do you believe him? Because look, shout out to my man Anthony. He's also yes, the one that, that him. he 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 always says uh, that Fitterer is a bad liar. So, do you believe that? Is there any chance that the Panthers did say to Bryce, "Hey, man"? Save yourself the frequent flyer miles. Kick it at home. Prepare for the draft and wait until we call your name on the twenty seventh. I I don't think it's that uh, transparent or that direct. Um, by any means, uh, in Pat Coltrane, this is Pat Coltrane's take too. Is don't yeah, give yeah. don't give Scott Fitter the mic, man. This guy will spill the beans. Don't he said? Yeah. Don't tell him a secret. <laughs> Never tell him a secret. He, he just can't tell a lie. He, he's just he, honest. Uh, I think this is. I don't think he told. I think that's a decision by Bryce Young. But I think there's just a feel. Look today. Did the Panthers say they were picking Bryce Young? No. no. But boy, they were like. We don't need to even go meet. They Morse. did. They did everything but say that right. we're picking Bryce Young. Right. And you don't think? I think. And you wait until you hear. Wait until you hear Bryce Young in this pivot interview. No, didn't. I think they're gonna be. No, they so, they're so smitten. I think it's just like Bryce no. Young comes out of there going, "Man, I had them bitches eating out of my hands. I got that job." No, 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 no. Right. You are looking at it. Th there are two different ways to look at it. You may be absolutely right. 
Like you may be right. They may have called Bryce Young and said, look, check it out. We're drafting you first, number one. Don't worry about anything else. Just cancel everything else, okay? But they may have called him and said, hey, guess what? We're trading number two to Houston, and you're going to be Houston Texan. Or they may have called him and said, hey. <laughs> they can't say hey. that. They may have called they him and said, hey. They would never do that, well, they may have called that him and said, He would have been they, like, they, I'm they going to Houston, bitches. He would have been, tell, he he been telling said, a, everybody. You number one. <laughs> I'm not picking you number one. And you know what's going to Why would two. they tell him that? But why would they tell him he's going number one? They did. I'm saying they just were like this. They would tell him that. It's like this. Dude, it's like you ever no had a girl. No, have you sorry. ever had a girl that gives you the eyes and smiles at you, and you know that she just feeling you so much? Yeah. And I'm sure, ladies. <laughs> I'm sure, ladies. I'm sure, ladies. You you know you've had guys, and it's like this. I know this could happen if it's if it's good. I know this is gonna happen. Like I just felt like nobody said it, but everybody knew. Maybe. Well, also, by the way, to add some context, Greg, uh, uh, it was uh, Joe Burrow came out like a year ago and said that the Bengals had told him like two or three weeks beforehand that they oh, were wow. doing it. They, yeah. they swarmed to secrecy. Yeah. He did, like, he didn't, he didn't if you tell anything. anybody. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, you know, and but uh, also it, it's like it, it does kind of ease you into it, though. It's like if they know that he is the pick. Why wouldn't they tell him? Right. Yeah, I I, I get it. No, because what if? Well, okay, if they know it, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. If they, they were open, the question to is open how tell you one day, they, they would definitely not tell him he's not the number one pick. Because what happens if they trade him back and then somehow somebody slip? Like that's what I feel like. This is if you're too open about that. What happens if you are going with CJ Stroud and you go, man, I'm sorry. We just fucking dogged you in front of everybody. Ugh. This is awkward. <laughs> awkward. Yeah. And we play the Texans this year, right? This, I don't we know. Play, yeah, we play the AFC South. Oh, wow. So, oh, really? We play the Texans? We we so we get Texans, to see, yeah. man. I, <laughs> God, Bryce Dude, Young. Tony, that, did I not say that on this uh, pod? Dad? That's my remember. theory. That's my theory. The game one is gonna, uh, of our season is going to be the Carolina Panthers oh. versus the Houston just, Texans. Give me that at home. They better pick Winston they, Mariota type of a year. Yes, right? yeah. They did they play? Oh, I wonder if they, they that played was the first over. game. Yeah, the first game was against each other. Yeah, yeah. They're totally doing that. The Texans now have to pick CJ Stroud because I need that to happen in my life. The numbers too. Oh. But uh, here's the thing. The other team involved here, the Colts, that's going to have the other rookie quarterback at least. They're going to have Jackson. There's, and we got to play them this year. They're going to have Jackson. Yeah. They're um, going to give two first round picks for Jackson. I don't know. Uh, I just know yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. going to do that. The Colts. Oh, uh, no. Uh, hey, Anthony, I don't see what you sent me, man. Send it to me again. I, I don't know I, that the Colts would be willing to do that ooh, with Jackson. I would love to see them do that. Let's put it that way. I just I would love to see, see all of these guys. And Some people boy. even say Houston might be a spot for Lamar. Mm. Holy cow. Uh, whoa, wouldn't that be a bizarre? Like, it's like from Deshaun Watson to Lamar to, Jackson. Yeah, like a circle, the circle of life. And that what if they gave, fit, what if yeah. they, you know what? The, the Texans should do that and give them all the money and be like, Fuck you, Deshaun Watson. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's go to the next call. Hey, this is Tim Nelson from uh, 
Northeast Pennsylvania. First time caller, long time listener. And I want to talk about the Bryce Young, CJ Stroud debate. I know it's leaning much more towards Bryce Young as far as our first pick in the draft. But I think a lot of people forgetting this time of year, what everybody says all year until we get to this like last week or two of the draft is right now is the time for lots of false information, lots of smoke, lots of, you know, (laughs) trying to fool the other teams. And I'm just wondering if there's any chance. The Carolina Panthers are trying to fool the Houston Texans into trading the number two and the number 12 pick for that number one pick. Let Houston go get Bryce Young. Have Carolina go get C.J. Stroud. Now, there's a lot of evidence to me that C.J. Stroud is still the pick. One, we have definitely saw Frank Reich open the press conference, talk about what he looks for in a quarterback. Big, mobile, strong. A lot of pieces that, you know, I don't necessarily think apply to Bryce Young quite as much. And then number two, look at the pro days, man. You can watch the Carolina Panthers staff, and they just look so much more like they're enjoying what they're seeing there with C.J. Stroud. Uh, again, I think Bryce Young is a is a great option at quarterback. My concern with Bryce Young is that he's going to be a, the best quarterback in the draft for about two or three years, and then my guess is he's going to start wearing down from injuries. And I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't even make it into his second contract with Carolina. So I'm I'm looking for the C.J. Stroud pick. I would try to embrace the Bryce Young pick if that's what happens at number one. But I just want to know what you guys' thoughts on that are. Thanks a lot. Well, boy, that's right on time. That is right on time. Can I point out real quick, Tony, and I just want to point out the way the human mind works and the way we hear things and how we interpret things differently. That What he just suggested was holding them hostage for the number two pick, yeah. and, and and you gave him a cheers, right? Right. Nah, before, I gave him cheers you, because you him not cheers. because I love like the opinion, but because it's just right on time. <laughs> okay, because right before that, I said the same thing, but I put it in different words. That we called Bryce Young and said, "We're trading you." Or you're going to go to number two to Houston. Well, I was just saying they wouldn't have the told exact same him thing. Right it's now. saying the exact same no, thing. You said you word. called him and said, we ain't picking you at one. That's Houston the exact same is. thing in We out, words. motherfucker. What That's kind of asshole move would that be, though? But, but I, I get it. It's an asshole thing, but it's the same thing in different words. And and you and you told me, no, I'm crazy for that, which I still no, think No, the possible, ca- telling you know? him part. I'm not saying even the trading part. But, but imagine. Why is it different you know what? Let the Houston Texans call him up and say, we're picking you number one. We just traded for the what, what I'm saying the is, Panthers, Tony, imagine the dick ass move like, hey, br- hey, Bryce, we just want to catch up with you one more time. Like, oh, shit. No. Yeah, man. And then you're like, we ain't taking you, motherfucker. We're trading number two. No, Tony. You're interviewing for a job, right? And there's two positions available. Okay. And I call you and I say, hey, man, we're not going to pick you for this one position, but this position right here is going to be available for you next. Is that a dickhead move? Yes. Is it really? Yeah, in, in this the NFL, case, it is. I think it's okay. Case, I, mean, yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't feel like I just it's, feel it's like that news that. should be delivered by the Texans if that news broke. The Texans don't know. Imagine like the, the Panthers were control. like this. You know what? They don't know. No, you just said that we we traded with them already. And they're, well, if, if that's not happened, that hasn't happened. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying if the Panthers were to trade, Imagine if they were the ones that called and they were like, Bryce, you know what? We really liked you. But. Fuck I mean, yeah. that's, we basically, a, that's basically a way. <laughs> that's basically their way of saying we value those picks more than what we think. Yeah, gonna uh, be yeah. Able to bring what a yeah, what an insult yeah, that would be. It, so it is. I mean, but it, whether or not it's intended to be, 
it is an insult because then that would mean that the Bears and the Panthers passed on the opportunity to draft Bryce. And wouldn't it just be nicer if the Texans said, we value you so much, we did whatever it took to get you? Right. Like, yes. that's the call you want to get. But that you want to get the call. The play they gave you. Yeah. Like, they have no Bro, have you ever not got If they would have valued you more, they would have traded the number one pick. I'm sorry. I got passed over. I got passed over for a very important job in my career in the past couple of years. And it's kind of like, and thank God, to be honest, when they say a lot of things happen for a good reason and stuff, is I would hate to be, right now, colleges are about to implode. Enrollment's down. The Look, the problem is this. I'm, I'm not going to lie, guys. It's been a, it's a stressful week in the Dunn family. Everybody's in academia. These schools are falling apart, man. And I tell you, and I don't want to say too much because they're associated with, but the people who take the brunt of economic um, reconfigurations for big ass institutions are the people who actually make money for those people. It's the administrators who make the mistakes, but then deal out the punishment. So it's wild. I'm just saying as someone who got passed over for a job that I thought I was very important for me, I got, you're waiting for the news. You're waiting for the news and you get the phone call. And from the person that could give you the job or not give you the job, and they go, man, we're sorry. They were great. And you know what? It don't matter how fucking nice they are. Right. It don't matter what rationale it is. Your, your feelings are hurt. So I'm just saying this is that's the only reason you ain't getting no applause, Greg, for this. Well, is there's no way I if the Panthers applause. did that, that would be such an asshole move. So hey uh, guys, we the, ain't picking you. The the message that Anthony wanted me to share, uh, this was from Carolina Huddle, who apparently has a source. And this guy, he was right on all the coaches that we hired before we hired them, uh, according to him. Uh, Young has not only canceled his remaining visits, but is using that time looking for places to live in the area. So, <laughs> yeah, there's this what, picture floating around what, right now that uh, he was in Charlotte today. Yeah, and okay, uh, it's, there is no no there's no verification in this yet. Yeah, there's no. But, but here's the thing: what a imagine the audacity of the Panthers. Even in this, no, what about this? And this is a different way. It's not even if they were, look, what if Young was here scoping out apartments while the Panthers were giving a press conference and CJ Stroud and Will Levis are sitting in the lobby? What a flex uh, I'd be by pissed. Bryce Young is that <laughs> it's just big time in mugs. He's in Charlotte signing autographs, and these guys are waiting on a job interview they ain't getting. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you this. You know what? Everybody, whoever is is CJ Stroud, is going to get his feelings hurt. Like you know, uh, you said this eloquently at the beginning of the show. CK is a, you know, kind of feel bad on the human side that somebody who is ultimately deserving in their own right of a number one pick, who, um. Oh, uh, just because they're number one pick doesn't mean their life's not over. But that's going to be a painful moment for a CJ Stroud. Imagine Bryce Young didn't get it. Whoever's not getting the number one who truly believes, and I think it is CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are the, other than that, nobody else is really going to be disappointed. Oh. Can can I ask a question? Do you talk about disappointment? 
like uh, a sideshow in the in the chat says him and AR are in the area looking for places. Everybody's yeah, moving those, to Charlotte. If, yeah, if the like, Panthers look, told everybody you're number moving, one. Maybe. <laughs> if Carolina drafts AR, I'm gonna be so pissed. Not because I think AR is a bad quarterback, not because I don't think he'll have a good future. There is no effing reason for number nine. You should trade number one to pick up AR. I'm gonna be so upset if they did that. That is a Cody, way you, what, trade what's, for the position. What's better for the draft party? The trade back to number two or picking oh, oh, Anthony Richardson? What would be I'm the bigger be so line? Livid, man. No, 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 no. Like, here's oh the, my god. No, here's the mega brain move: trading back to number two mm. and picking Anthony Richardson. Oh, oh my god. That's, that's, <laughs> number 16 this year if you're gonna do that, i don't even you know? care what it is it's just my mind would be fucked <laughs> it's yeah. like well, yeah, i walk well, out with like PTSD, even entertain the idea of ar being and the I guy drafted i wouldn't be yeah. mad dude. if you had andy dalton matt corral and anthony richardson out on the field at the same time like richardson looks like an upgrade right like he looks like like the predator, dude. Like, he could be, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like yeah. Like the dude it's kind of like it Cam all. Newton. It's just yeah, kind of how it felt like with a, Cam Newton. It was like, oh, he's God. like a Kryptonian out there, dude. It's just he can do more than everyone else. Whereas, um, I don't know, Matt Corral at two hundred and twenty pounds, looking beefy out there. Oh my god. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right, let's get the next call. What's going on? This is Jay Anderson hitting y'all up. Um, Jay. There's a lot of people talking about this whole draft and these whole quarterbacks, and a lot of people always talking about who got the best arm, who got the best play. But one thing a lot of people are not talking about is who got the best intangibles. And intangibles means something, leadership. Um, who is that guy that going to rally around? Who going who gonna, to um, – who teammates gonna like to play for? That's something we. That's something special that we had with Cam. That's something special we had with um with Jake. Those intangibles matter. If you look at you look at the quarterbacks throughout the NFL, a lot of them have that intangibles. Now, you could say Aaron Rodgers probably just an arrogant freak, but everybody rallies around Aaron Rodgers to play. So intangibles matter. Um, another thing, a lot of people want to talking about um, they don't want Anthony Richards because he's a project. Every all these quarterbacks, all these quarterbacks, all these players are projects. Nobody is a Great finishing. Point, nobody is a is a nobody is complete that is coming into the, nobody that is in this draft coming to the NFL is complete. You basically know the quarterback is that guy probably after three years. Some people will say one. I disagree because one time, one time can be a, a one time thing and then you can slide on down. I mean, look at Carson Wentz. He had probably like one or two years and then he's not so much. This is getting the So everybody's talking about this whole, you know, he's a project. So what? Who cares? It does, all of them are projects. They all have to prove something during camp. They all have to prove something during um the off season. They all have to prove something once they get put in the game. Who is that guy that gonna start week one? Everybody thought Cam was a project, and they wanted to start at DA. 
But guess what? Cam started week one and blew blew everybody out of the water. A lot of people did not believe in Cam his first his first year to be a um, week one starter. And throughout those two games, he had what four hundred plus yards in each of those games. Then everybody said, "Oh, I like Cam," but they didn't like Cam to yep. start week one when we got when we drafted it. Everybody called him a project. I'm saying I like all three quarterbacks. If we got a world class coaching staff like everybody said, then they should trust which one of these three quarterbacks do we get drafted. That's my case. Uh, I love this Fantastic. call. I love this yeah. call yeah. because is that when we were about to listen to some clips from um, Bryce Young on the pivot, and I meant I was just enamored, like I was just uh, hypnotized, right? And I did find myself asking a couple of times, is Am I just being too wooed by the 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 demeanor, the smile, and just saying that these are going to equate to a coolness, a calmness that's going to win? You know, is that we're just really just buying into the intangible, you know, is that there's just something special about this kid. It's not his arm. It's not his whatever. It's just his, the, his, his way he carries himself in between the ears. Is that you know, a shiny lure, you know, that we're falling, not falling for a trap. But when we go to Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud, what are, what's the difference in expectations? If the Carolina Panthers picked Anthony Richardson, number one, Mm -hmm. I know people would be floored, right? But like, let's try to get past the part that you would just be shocked and floored and it's never going to happen. What's different about your mindset as a fan going into 2023 if Anthony Richardson is the pick, if C.J. Stroud is the pick, and if Bryce Young is the pick? Because right now, because what you what I've been sold as Bryce Young being the savant of football, the whatever it is, I feel like I'm so excited that I need it to win. Like, I'm going to want – what is it? What is that? Is that a win total? Is that nine? To, like, I feel like well, Anthony Richardson would get a, some – I'd be like, let's fucking go. You look like a damn predator. I'm looking – but I wouldn't be like, oh, uh, if he doesn't play well this year, he's a bust. I feel like I would give more yeah. grace to Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud. No, I feel that's like the point. least amount of grace is going to Bryce Young at this because, like, yeah, it's like if he doesn't even play well, you're like, "Fuck it, this well, little like, ass motherfucker." Everybody told me he's right. gonna be great. That that's what we said. That if you were gonna draft Bryce Young at number one, you're doing it with the expectations that he's gonna be able to come in and play right away and fit yeah. right in and fit right into the offense. Maybe that's unfair in a way too. And part of the reason, no. and let, 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 let's be real, no. fans have been through so much trauma the past three years with the Carolina Panthers that even the, 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 when you mentioned the idea of Anthony Richardson having to sit on the bench for a year, it's like, Oh, so you mean we're not even going to get to see our first round quarterback this year. We have to I would go just rather him be out there right. developing and us losing. Yeah. But it's like we would have to go through a year of Andy Dalton and a lot of fans are just like, nah, they don't want to see that again. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. If, if Anthony Richardson turns out to be the player that he's capable of being, yeah, like maybe Lamar became for that year, say he's Lamar Jackson, but not injured. Ne- what if he is There's... the next Patrick Mahomes? 
You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, he's, got, he's different than Patrick Mahomes. He would he get, is you gotta compare. But he has but a wide like variety Cam of Newton, physical that, traits that he could do everything that literally any type of offense that Thomas Brown or Frank Wright could put together. Better than Jalen Hurts, who is yeah. the highest paid player in the league. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's but, only... dude, I don't think you would be in pay- like if he if he didn't say you even went and started him for the full year, Cody. Right. Is that and I would rather do that. It's just like, you know what? Let's learn on the job. The best way for you to learn is going to be learn on the job and just tell the kid, look, it's going to be some struggles Don't we're not going to hold it against you. We know this year's a development year. We're playing kind of with house money in a certain way. If it turns out bad, we don't think that's a referendum on you. And Panther fans, I think, would be like, oh, shit, he's developing. Look at that. He had a better game. He running the ball. I'm like looking at Bryce Young going, we win in game one. Yeah. Like, I but- don't know. There, there would be so little grace for his development because so many people have hyped up his mm-hmm. immediate. Yeah. And I don't know if that's even fair to him, too, in a way. I mm-hmm. think the expectation for immediate no. returns is going to be so much bigger for Bryce Young than it would be a C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. Go ahead, go no, ahead. You're giving him too much credit, Tony. You're giving him too much credit. I'm sorry. If you're the number okay. one pick in the NFL draft – you should be expected to be able to start day one. Period. Even if you're Anthony Richardson. Yes. No. I agree. Okay. Even if if okay. the if a team picks you number one, number one, number two, number three. Quite honestly, you are a guy who's expected to be playing day one. And honestly, you're drafting that guy to be a Hall of Famer. Okay. I agree. Period. Like I, I agree. Feel like, it's either bust or awesomeness or greatness. I, f- I feel like quite honestly that if if AR fifty if AR Anthony Richardson is the guy who was picked number one. It's like an arranged marriage. I feel like CJ and Bryce are more of a romantic, we fell in love with you type thing. That AR is like an arranged marriage. We were set up to be with you because in the future, you're going to be good for us. We hope. God, I have such a different. <laughs> you know where I'm at. Arranged It does not make sense to me to pick potential over what you know you have right now. Period. I, I, so there's a part of this. So I want to address the call. Number one, he talked about Cam Newton when he was drafted, that a lot of people were saying that he was a project and that he may not start or, or whatnot. I don't think anybody, I don't think the majority of the fan base was prepared to go forward with D- Derek Anderson instead of Cam Newton. I think if you look at what we wanted, at, we needed a new quarterback. We did not need a bridge quarterback. We needed Cam Newton. So when you pick number one uh, in the in the NFL draft, you are picking for a guy to start that year. Period. So me and Greg are on the same boat uh, on this one. Um, the the biggest thing that I would say, and, and this is not always fair to Anthony Richardson, Cam Newton showed what he was capable of in college. Anthony Richardson has not. Agreed. He has shown potential, but Cam Newton showed generational talent in yes. in college. Yeah. Potentially. A one of the, if not the greatest college quarterback performance um, in in the entire college history could be argued with what he did in that year with Auburn. Um, There's there is there's no comparison with what Anthony Richardson's done and what Cam has done. Now we can make it. We can go back and look at what Anthony Richardson's situations were and all that stuff and try to give some caveats and give some things to go his way, but he hasn't done what cam newton did in college so you have to expect him to be a project Mm -hmm. cam newton was much less of a project 
than Anthony Richardson is at this stage stage of the game. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, Greg, I will take and the one thing, uh, another thing I don't dis- or agree with with the analogy, or let me say not agree with. It's not that analogy is wrong, guys. Like you said, how brains see things so differently mm-hmm. is uh, you said it's like an arranged marriage, like uh, Anthony Richardson would be an arranged marriage. Yeah. The way I think of it is kind of like Bryce Young is the, the girl your mom wants to marry and you've is like the smart valedictorian or whatever okay cj stroud is a a good woman who's a good family girl your mom your parents would be happy with and anthony richardson is the bad girl and as as uh john lee hooker said i'm in the mood and i'm in the mood he said mama told me to leave that girl alone but mama didn't know god know what that girl was putting down so I, I feel like she's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought about that comparison when I was thinking about that. I was I was like, hmm, that that could be looked at the other way too. But yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that, right. Is that you're like, mom? We'll find her a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know what I know on this one. All right, uh, Cody. I feel like now we've taken a few calls. We got more calls to go. The number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Let's pop into segment i guess this would be we're an hour and a half in and we're in segment three but right uh and really right now today the i told you guys this about a month ago was that every other week i was going to flip on who i wanted at quarterback depending on what happened that week yeah and uh bryce young in this interview on the uh, the pivot won me over today i would say you know is that do you remember Trevor Lawrence hadn't lost a game, uh, like, but like he had this crazy, like, I haven't lost the games ever, or some shit like that, and uh, until he got to the yeah. NFL, Bryce Young probably has never. I don't think he's ever lost an interview, or will he ever lose an interview? This guy is intoxicating, Cody. It, they, it's it, not it, a surprise why every team that interviews him yes. falls in love with them, dude. Like. His uh, his mental acuity is off the charts. His ability to read defenses, but then even outside of football, when you hear him being asked genuine questions, tough about questions, his person, too. yeah, tough questions about his size, his personality, uh, all of the knocks against him, uh, his faith, and that's another thing. We have a lot of devout Christians on this coaching staff, and let me tell you, uh, Bryce, he'll give the glory to God. Uh, every every five minutes, if you give him the opportunity to do so. Oh, so. uh, man, Winston does that. That is my favorite. All the glory to God. All the glory to God. Uh, <laughs> that's that's Bryce, man. His father raised an exceptional young man. And, yeah, we have some clips that we're going to play. But Bryce Young was on the pivot, and uh, he was exceptional, man. He was great. Yeah, um, and I tell you, it's just hard to not – walk away from that and that's where i'm wondering is the charisma i'll ask you guys listen to this we'll start with this one of the questions that was asked i think fred taylor maybe asked this one or no ryan clark and that was about the pressure that comes with being the number one pick in the draft here is bryce young in a locker room of five stars you're leading a locker room Mm -hmm. of four stars on this next level you're going to be asked to lead a locker room of grown men. Yeah. Some of those grown men with 
with children and a lot of them with families. Mm -hmm. Being the number one pick is going to carry a heavy weight. Have you thought about such a good question where you're going? And I guess my question is, because I know you are humble and you you say you just want to focus on you. How important is it to be the number one pick? Um, you know, for me, I don't think it's something that I put stock in. Um, you know, I feel like again, I feel like I'm gonna land where I'm supposed to. Um, I feel like again, everything happens for a reason. And I I can't control it, honestly. Like I know it I keep saying it, but it's like if I worry about stuff I can't control, like I'm gonna go crazy. Like if I worry about man, it, what if someone what happens here? How do people feel? What if someone picks? Like I, that just doesn't feel like an official way for me to operate. Being number one pick falls in that. And like, again, I feel like you're talking about where you're going to, where you're going to move, where you're going to live, who you're going to play for. Like, man, like that's not, that's not up to me. Like that's stuff that that's away from me. And, you know, as far as, like you said, going into a new locker room dynamics, um, I'm super excited for that. And, you know, that's going to be something that that is new as far as, um, you know, just just being around different age groups and, and different backgrounds and just different, you know, around different people. You know, I feel like I have to to earn that respect to, to be where I want to be, to to help move for the future, help help be in a situation of leadership that I've been in the past. You know, I understand that's not something that I can just walk into day one, um, regardless of where I'm picked and what I've done. I'm not entitled to anything. I'm not entitled to be treated by anyone, any way, whether that be on the field, off the field, any teammates. Again, I understand. I, I came in Alabama. It was the same thing. You know, I'm a five star and rank whatever I am. No one cares when you get to Alabama. It doesn't matter. Everyone else did that. So what are you going to do to yourself to set yourself apart? How are you going to earn our trust? Um, You know, and, you know, I feel like it it comes with with, again, having to to earn that at the next level. I feel like it it it'll be similar of me wanting to do everything I can to earn the respect of my peers, you know, by by how I carry myself, how I work, how I handle my business, how I treat others. And helping, you know, and and how dedicated I'm, I'm going to be to, to help building that rapport. I don't, I don't think. Again, I'm not entitled to anything. I don't think there's anyone that, you know, oh, I'm not going to deal with this. But I don't like. I I want to show what you know what I want to be for everyone, for for the team, for the franchise. Um, and you know, I think that comes with work. That's going to be a process and something that isn't overnight. But um, I'm excited to to help prove myself and and try to earn the respect of of everyone in the building through through my actions, how I carry myself, and how I act day in and day out. This is annoyingly, it. <laughs> it's annoyingly it. perfect. All right. Yes. Um, Greg look, wants to pick it apart so I bad. Know, but, but it's like, like I do, but how? I can't. Yeah, how do I? It was such a good answer. Yeah. How? Here's the thing is that there's big money in these moments. So, you know, they're coached. Yeah, but probably. this, if you heard the, well, not you all heard it, the you were listening. Yeah. The, and the depth of the answer. Yeah. It wasn't just yeah. like hit these talking points. There was such a an honesty that wasn't a coached answer. And here is right. the thing that fucking drives me nuts about this. Is this, I know a few, like, I just wish I was one of these people in life. Yeah. My, so uh, my, my wife has, one of her, her cousin went to Harvard. He's just like a regular dude too. And he's like, he's just perfect. He now he like went and volunteered in like in like reforming schools in New Orleans. He's like the most it's just like his kids. He raises his kids. He cook. It's just everything about this dude is just success. And when you're around him, 
He's the most like cool. That is never about him. Is never, you know, what I'm saying it's just like it's annoying because I knew if I was that successful, I would be like intolerable to be around. My cousin, <laughs> yeah. my cousin, listen, to this is like who I grew up with. She's like my little sister, and she was a single child, so she kind of really gravitated me to his older brother. We're so tight, so many similarities in the way we think and act and stuff, and we're not act. She went on. She just is great. She is right now, dude. She went and she is went to work through or she was ECU honor school and then to UNC Chapel Hill Law. Then she's bounced around. She just got poached as a partner. She lives in DC now. She's two years younger than me. She has a fa- three kids. She just got poached by uh, by this law- this other lawyer. So she was a partner in this other firm. Gets pulled over. For, she's a fintech lawyer, dude. She makes her rate is $1,648 an hour. That's how much it costs to call my cousin up if you're Google, Binance. And you know what? She's the nicest, not about, it drives me nuts. It's like, God, how did you do this? This answer is infuriatingly good. It's so good, man. And that's why a lot of people are hearing this interview for the first time and they're saying, oh, man, I love this dude. You know, he's, you can't uh, help it. This is why he's going to really win every can. interview, Cody. This is his season. That's why it's almost impossible for CJ Stroud to win. AR, he, you know what I'm saying? is like, how could he win? What has he got now? He's got to go into an interview. No matter how great he is, imagine walking in. Bryce Young walks out with a million dollar smile. Have you ever been in an interview where you saw the person going in and out before you? Before you, and then, you're just like, and then, yeah, I don't even know if I should waste my time. Right, and they're not even, you're not even, he's not even a bad interview. Stroud's hmm. probably a great interview, but how the fuck is he going to contend with this? Cody, can, go ahead, Greg. Well, say, can I can I just show something real quick to show how I kind of feel about, uh, about uh, the way the interview went right there? Is this is this is kind of my moment? Like I want to argue against against Stroud or against Young, but this is just I have no response. Oh, we gotta take yeah, <laughs> like, that's perfect. Oh, take yeah. us down, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that the oh. Billy Madison thing? No, that that's the uh, old, school. That's the old school. Oh, yeah, old yeah, school. Yeah, I have no response. That was perfect. Like like I want to fight against that, but <laughs> I can't. Like, I can't. Like, I can't. Craig, that, so. Craig, it gets yeah. better. It yeah. gets better. Right now, they asked him. If he was tired of hearing about the little man and you know, this is all um, is as someone ha- who is, who was and I hit my growth spurt way late. So I was really tiny for a long time. I have that short man's complex built in. Like yeah. I understand it's like a proof. Like, and it's just bit. like, God, it's dude, chill yeah. out, man. Here is Bryce young. When he's asked about is like his size. Brought up a couple times, and it's it's sadly become the narrative. You got to be getting tired of that small shit. <laughs> have you always? They act like you are a damn Lord of the Rings <laughs> Hobbit or something. Like, has, is it is it that because grading high school Heisman Trophy winner has that always been there? Because the league will go find some shit to <laughs> knock you and take some money from you now. Has it always been there? Have you always been? Have you always been questioned about your size? For sure, for sure. I I, I couldn't remember a time I wasn't. Um, <laughs> I've I've always been, you know, respected to the people around me. I've always been this height. 
I've always been been shorter. I've always been smaller, and I I couldn't. And I think a lot of people always say like, "Man, you must be sick of this this draft process." People talking about your size, like, uh, like I'm, I'm 21. I've been dealing with this my whole <laughs> life. Like this is not new at all. Right. Um, and it's okay. Like, you know, for me, I'm not someone who really wants to go out and combat everything people say about me or refute. Or, you know, honestly, I don't even think, you know, I don't, I don't look at people as, man, they're, they got it wrong. That's messed up, man. They're doubting. I feel like that's a beauty in sports. Like we all believe in, you know, we all root, have our favorites and root for certain people. And we all, you know, we have all have opinions on every individual athlete and that's cool. Like I'm good with that for the people that support me is like, and, and believe in me and all that. I'm super grateful. But, you know, for everyone who, who doesn't think it, it, you know, thinks I'm too short or whatever it may be. Like I never take that stuff personally. Like I feel like the beauty of sports is, you know, we, we, we get to have these conversations. We all grew up going to the barbershop and talking sports and, and arguing. And like, I'm, I'm blessed to, to, to be able to be in a situation where, you know, people have an opinion and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I don't really get too sick of hearing, of hearing it. Um, I know who I am. I'm, I'm confident in that. Um, and you know, I've, again, for me, this isn't anything new, uh, but you know, it's, it's something that I've been, been here for a long time. Yeah. He's been here in his whole life. He's short. Like it don't even like it can't, he ain't phased, dude. Yeah. He, this guy cannot be broken. I'm telling you, look, it just goes even further when he's asked about, is that motivation a little bit hearing those things? Does that, is that extra fuel to your passion to, to go out there and play and prove people wrong mm-hmm. and show them that size really doesn't matter. And, Along with that, what do you love the most about the game? You know, honestly, it really isn't extra fuel for me. For me, I'm someone who's very, very internally motivated. I'm, I'm really big on controlling what you can control. And I feel like that spreads into a lot of aspects of life. And if I was relying, I feel like on other people and what other people said um, and, you know, negativity or comments to, to boost me or to fuel me. What happens if someone believes in me or what happens if that changes? Then then what am I not going to work as hard? Am I going to push myself as hard? Um, so that's not really how I look at things. Um, again, everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's, it's cool. And, you know, whether everyone's rooting for me or everyone's against me, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm motivated by it, by pushing myself, being the best version of who I am. I'm internally motivated. So that stuff, honestly, is not really stuff like, oh, I'm going to hold on to that and, and, and write it on my wall and I'm going to keep referencing it. And I, I'm, I can't wait to prove people wrong. That's not really how I how I think, to be honest with you. Uh, for me, again, it's, it's more about, you know, being the best version of myself, doing whatever it takes to do that. And, you know, that's kind of how I approach it. And as far as, you know, my favorite part of the game. If he doesn't work out, if he doesn't work out as a quarterback, he's going to work out as a motivational speaker. Well, and he definitely could be a marriage therapist. He could ultimately, if the world was ending and we were all like panicking, we need him in the room to be like, guys, it's probably going to end anyway, but, but let's control. We got this under control. Everything's yeah. going to be all right. Why, or we just can't control what we can't. Don't worry yeah. about two years from now. Let's worry about making it through this moment. Hey, get through tomorrow. You say, and you're like, fuck it. Hey, fuck what, you. But, but hey, 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 what would you say about that type of person? That would be great in those moments. But right, like but what, on oh, the field. But, right. but what is that demonstrating? leadership yeah yeah or just unfazeability you're able to get everyone back on the same page to calm everyone down and get people back under you know back in order now out of all the answers that he gave that was my favorite one yes because I, i felt like a lot of people would have been uh tempted to say 
Yeah, you know, it does kind of upset me that everybody disregards me for being small, especially after everything I've done. Uh, you know, he could have easily said that. But he said, no, that's not that's not what motivates me. I'm a self-motivated person. My motivation doesn't come from outside noise, be it positive or negative. Yeah, and, and it's incredible. Me, it was one of his best answers. He's just a self-motivated guy. I think, too, is like is, you know, if if you rely on someone else to create your happiness, like say you're in a marriage and you your answer is I'm unhappy. You've made me unhappy, blah, blah, blah. Like the source of our happiness has to come internally. And while people, while outside things can have an impact on that, we can't make you who you are. I tell my students this all the time. Like you, I'm rooting for you, but you have to care about yourself more than it, you're the most. You know, like is like who should care about and it just is what a built-in fortification or shield is that if you can really live that way. This is actually what's annoying by by it. He was like, uh, like this is how we all want to live. We all really want to live. I would love to not give a shit what people said about me on this podcast, but I'm like looking at them comments. I'm like, oh. Right is like he cannot be phased. He's he's like, what was that one Greg with the guy? What's the one with the Wanda? He look he reminded he's like the Wanda. guy with the diamond on his head on oh, the vision? Disney play. Yeah, it's like vision. It's yep. just like oh, Greg, here's vision. You, Greg, say what you said in the private chat on the show. That's perfect. Uh, I just said uh, I, so hearing what I hear from Bryce Young right now. I'm glad that means that when he comes on the show after we draft him, he's not going to hold me accountable for not. <laughs> okay. So, so enough, I like that. Man, it's okay. look, look, honestly, if I was yeah. in his position, look, I'm, I'm his, I'm his height. I'm, I'm like an inch shorter than him. Like I'm right there. Right. I'm an inch shorter than him, like 10 pounds lighter than him. Like I'm right there at it, man. Like I, I, I feel you my whole life. I've been very good. I've had to push so much harder in sports to be that much better, like to be average to what the normal but he's average been the size best, guy is, you know? like and he's, he's been the best exactly. So I feel time. him, I feel him. But because of that's where I am, that's why I have the doubts. Now I also want to believe in him. Like don't get me wrong, I'm starting to really like these these interviews and all the stuff he's saying is really making me kind of want to pull for for him so badly. And if yeah. he's drafted, and I said this before, if he's drafted. I'm fine with that, and I'm going to pull for him. I'm going to buy his jersey. He's going to be my guy. He's just not my pick. But, man, this guy is really pulling me in that direction based How on the fact that I'm short. <laughs> I've been that way my whole life. Or I ha- I feel like I excel yep. in sports. Like I feel like everything I do I excel in, and that is only being as good as guys that are four or five inches taller than me. But I have to excel to be like in par with them. You know? Like that can um... – they can Dude, imagine how much of a hypocrite I am. <laughs> imagine no. how much of a hypocrite yeah. I am. I can't yeah. knock someone for having a terrible for having a, a less than stellar body. Come right. on. Yeah. It's like you know you what can't I mean? even walk. Yeah, but, uh, I know, right? I just want, I just so, know right now, can do it. If we draft, if we draft Bryce Young, when you come uh, on this show, because you inevitably will, okay, come on this show. 
I'm sorry that I was pulling for CJ to begin with. Because <laughs> I felt like that at the beginning. I'm putting that out there right now. You know, April 18th. I'm sorry. But I do believe you were going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. And what you've been saying in these interviews has really swayed me to believing in you. So you know when we print shirts, man, like <laughs> if we don't like so say we come up with a good uh Bryce Young shirt and somehow we land him on a podcast and we're gonna gift him a shirt. You know, usually the least, the most, like if I was going to pre buy shirts and just hope to get p- nail sizes, it's extra large. It's two X XL and large. Those are the, those are the sizes you are going to be the most ordered. And it's really extra large and double X. Now that's taken past large. We're going to have to buy a small and extra small to give <laughs> price. <now. laughs> and that joke goes to said it in the chat. It made me giggle. Um, God, he said it. I saw somebody say Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang said that. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was super funny. Uh, Panther Nasty, please say that's my Panther Nasty, my boy from the beginning of the show. I've not heard, I was thinking about you the other day. I hope you're in there and thank you. Uh, who do we got? Sideshow for saying, I don't care, uh, what they say about you, Tony. They all love Cody now. Now, um, yeah, and it would be great if, yeah, like, that's the what a fortification that is. Here is the question, uh, Greg, and this has to be turned into a poll. Okay. How long does the cachet and the the charisma, the cachet of his charisma and his demeanor, how long does that fly? And I don't know how to turn this in. We got to figure out how to make this a poll. Is that give him a year of grace with Panther? Like, what if it didn't work? How long would that, oh, I can only control what I control. Da, 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 da. I can't be phased. I know we're doing the best we can. I'm just putting into work. And you're sitting there going, we fucking suck. Like, how long would it take for everybody to turn on that? The question there is One how long year? is the grace period? One, two, or three years. I'll put that in the chat right now. Speaking of polls in the chat, I put the same one up as before, but I added a- AR on there. And like every week, it's gone more towards Young and away from Stroud. It's 53 Young this week, 41 Stroud, and 6% AR. What's so your every an- single week, it's going more towards Young. What's your answer, CK, is how long does – because he's won us here with the personality. We're sitting here gushing. We're gushing over this. Look, sure. look at our boy up there on getting his award ceremony. He's, he's the shortest one, but look, he had the most three free throws made in a row. How long – before that would get stale um not for you all right so forgive me first give me your answer for you and then how long you think it would take panther fans um the the problem right now is it would take because panthers fans are so split on who they're wanting to be their quarterback it's going to take uh less than one season for people to start jumping onto that saying like oh you know uh, but his size is so so inconsequential, you know, but he can only control what he can control, right, guys? You know, I think that's going to become a meme among people who just didn't support Bryce Young if he does not succeed, even if he is a rookie. Um, I think for me, I, I would give him two years of, of you know, of of just absolute garbage before I would, you know, throw out the... 
opinion that he is a bust at that point in time, which I still think is early to do it two well, years. Well, what about if it was but, just two, not absolute garbage, but just what if it was one year of, or two years of underwhelming play? I mean, if it's underwhelming play with no sense of like, but the whole uh, reason is he wasn't supposed to be underwhelming. He was supposed to be right. You know, that's the whole thing. Pro ready right now. And that's the thing is like, I agree that that would be a disappointment, but I still think it's one of those scenarios. It's, I don't think it's like a, a a Zach Wilson type situation where they're just ready to move on from him. Um, Oh, no way. No way. Right. I, I think that, uh, he's going to have more time than what the Jets have given Zach Wilson, uh, in my opinion. So, I, for me, again, I'm, I, 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 I give him before I start to lose confidence in what he could be. I give him two years. But I, can, I think that. Go ahead. Can Can I ask you when you say they're going to give more time than Zach Wilson? Is that a because Zach Wilson wasn't traded for, and b because Aaron Rodgers is coming into the Jets? Like, is that why he gets more time than Zach Wilson? No, Zach Wilson. Remember, Zach Wilson was benched last year in right. favor of Mike but they, White. But, so but they didn't trade for him. Is what I'm saying. Well, he like, had a they, year they and a half. Naturally, he came in. He had a year and a half. he had a year and a half. He started the first year. Everybody hoped that he would take the step in the second year, and then he right. ended up getting benched. And, and then everybody and then, didn't like everybody. Yeah, no, no one yeah. liked him. Like they were literally he's the opposite the of young. It's like, oh god, yeah, he's the opposite. He literally is the opposite of young. He had the big arm. He could make all the throws except for on the field right. when it actually mattered, and no one wanted to be around. No, no one, one wanted except to play for him. your mom. And yeah, and nobody expect. Nobody had him. Uh, he never uh, accepted responsibility for anything too. So yeah, if 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 Zach Wilson gets a year and a half. Bryce is going to get a year and a half too. And by the way, that's what oh, I would he better get two. He better get two. I think this is. I think that my answer is three years for the organization. Mm-hmm. They're going to go into three years, going whatever. Like this is the year we got to figure if it's either happening or not. I think for fans, after two years, two years of like not really underwhelming, you're starting to get. Right. You're like, ugh, this was. I think one thing that's really going to make you the most nervous is the first injury. Yeah, agreed. What is that? What if not, they're? What if he gets an injury? Just the first big time. smash. Oh god! Uh, the, the first, the first, the, dude, yeah. dude, the first, the first time that we watched Bryce get annihilated on the football come field up, and, come, and then collectively Panther Nation closes their eyes and bows their head in prayer. Please be alive. We all did the same thing when Cam Newton took the hits he did in his first year too. Uh, Right, like yeah, Cam Newton. Well, actually, every time, every time but, the quarterback but, goes down, you're kind of if you like it, him, right. If is, you like the also, quarterback, you're like, please get up, baby, please. Right, get but up. it's also not the same though, because for no. the for the for the same reasons why the team never really built around him correctly. Oh, he's big, he's strong. It's Cam Newton. He can run around. You're not going to be able to do that with Bryce. And people got yes. mad at me on Twitter a couple weeks ago when I said. Hey, if you draft Bryce Young, at least that makes the organization. It forces them to always prioritize that offensive line very highly, which is something that we wanted for years with Cam Newton. 
Now they're forced to do just that because of him being so undersized. Guys, look, all I'm saying is Bryce Young is my size. Okay. So when he's back there and he gets sacked and he gets hit by a guy Uh, and he gets smashed. Okay. Imagine praying for you. Imagine me being back there. Would you want to see me in that situation? Do you think I would survive? Is all I'm saying. Well, we're just rooting for you, man. We're rooting yeah. for you to get I mean, up, just like yeah, we're rooting yeah. for him. But you're yeah. right. Coach, I mean, you're I think pretty this, well put together, Greg. Give yourself I mean, okay, a but I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to have a 300-pound lineman land on me. Let's read the <laughs> super <laughs> chat. Uh, do you, Cody, yeah. I don't even know about bro. How about this? Is Bryce, Bryce? no one's talking about it so much that I don't even really know and, about and, it. Well, no, that's the thing. It wasn't even a big deal. That's why you don't know about it. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, David Cruz says nobody talks about Bryce Young's shoulder injury in college. Uh, one of those games, uh, he was going to the sideline and he was going out of bounds and it just fell on his elbow and it kind of hurt his shoulder a little bit. He missed one game that season and then was back on the field, back chucking the ball around. And that was basically just him doing too much. It wasn't even uh, uh, a scenario where he took a hit and then got right. hurt. Uh, he was just uh, going out of bounds landed wrong on his elbow and, and he got hurt. And by the way, the same thing happened to Cam Newton and that's what fucked up his shoulder for the rest of his career. So yeah, that was on the Kelvin Benjamin stupid ass shit. Um, oh. If, if Bryce gets drafted, do we make a t-shirt that or something that says something to the effect of he's young, leave him alone. <laughs> or <laughs> um, Good Lord. Gosh, you're right. I will I'm just that's gonna be the is a the first significant injury is gonna it's we're all gonna be holding our bated breath. And like yeah. Cody said, the first giant blow up too. Like once he if he pops up, you're like, oh, this motherfucker can handle it. That's what we'll be saying. But then if he kind of gets up slow, it's like, oh god, welcome to the NFL. We're like, oh shit, right. oh shit. Um, let's jump into. Uh, the next segment of the show, four segment housekeeping and cat with more cat calls. We're getting to you, boy. There actually is other news uh, when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, other than <laughs> Bryce Young and this <laughs> quarterback draft. Uh, and I got to say that news, the my, they're migrating back home, man. The weather is getting warm in Carolina. The conditions are getting right. And the bird is migrating home. Samir Bird is back in the house, Cody Lack. My man. And I am pissed at Panther fans that just like to take random shots at my man for no reason. What the fuck did he ever do to y'all? This is an undrafted free agent who has caught a touchdown on four different teams. He's done more than half of the drafted people in the NFL have done. He is as the same size as Bryce Young. It's Bryce Young as a wide receiver. This is how can you not root for him? Chirp, chirp, chirp. Chirp, uh, chirp. Everybody goes, oh, well, Demir Bird's the savior. Ooh, boo, boo. They try to make fun of people who like him. No, he's not going to save the team. It's just this. The baby Bird has come back to the nest. He's fast as fuck. He actually catches the ball. And he's had a better career than half of the stupid asses that people want to draft every year. Tamir Bird, chirp, chirp. I mean, I don't know. Part of the reason why I didn't like this signing was because 
I'm never going to hear you shut up about him, dude. <laughs> so, hey, all right. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, now him and Shy Smith are on the same team. So we'll be able to do some more direct comparisons and see who does what with the Panthers. Um, and uh, yes, Kevin, I know another South Carolina player for me to fall in love with. I know. Uh, my question is, and it's not, not, I don't even have a question. It's, uh, he's going to be the kick return guy. And you could do a lot worse than Demir Bird. And yeah, he, was the he, la- he was the last Panther to have a kickoff return for a touchdown. Well, so, you know what? Uh, that, that bated breath that you hold when Bryce Young gets blown up. You got you have the same thing every like, time when yeah. Demir Bird is on kickoffs. Man. Think about this. No, it's like his, this is how badass this little guy is. <laughs> he runs in the most dangerous spot in the NFL. The kickoff. He's the smallest dude, and he's like, "Fuck it, this is how Let's I'm gonna it. make my living." Let's go. If I got paid millions to do it, I would. If I was fast he ain't enough, paid yeah, millions and millions. He's dude, getting this paid guy, a lot more than I am. But every time that. you see him get hit too on a kickoff, you're like that. It's like get up. I'll take it. Well, get my up. question is, do you guys feel like honestly, Cody? Like, I'm taking Demir Bird over or Demir Bird over Shy Smith. Like, do you not think that Demir Bird's here for more than just a uh, special teams presence? Like. I'm personally I mean, taking him over Shy Smith. So, like, is Shy yeah, Smith the odd man out? Even even Shy Smith is going to have a hard time seeing the field now that you have right. Adam Thielen. Adam right. Thielen is going to be your slot receiver. So, who's so, the odd man out there? This is their backups to DJ Shark yeah. if he gets hurt. Okay. These guys yeah, are I mean, the, the top, the top, take the top off guy. So who are you taking first, Shai Smith or Bird? Who are you taking first, Shai Smith or Bird? Who, me? I don't think they both make the team. Oh, Shai Smith, because I can't stand uh, submitting to Tony, and I won't do it. Okay. (laughs) Do you think there might not be a scenario where they could both make the team, to be honest? No, no, I think you're right. I think uh, one of them will be on the final 52-man roster, and one of them will probably not be. And they just signed him, so I don't even blame you for betting on on Demir Bird being the guy. No, I don't think this signing people really precludes this or that. I think this is just Demir Bird is more proven and more versatile than Shai Smith is. And you guys think that maybe Shai Smith could be have a top-end talent that could be higher. He doesn't. You know, it's Demir Bird has just made it in the league, and it's just easier – to put him in camp and have a little bit more faith in him going forward than Shai Smith. Brian Burns, though, is the star of this team until Bryce. Man, whoever the quarterback is, and it has to be Bryce Young, it feels like at this point, is like, it almost like, will anybody else on the team matter to Panther fans? You know, Brian Burns is trying to get a big contract. We debate whether or not he's elite or whatever. He's over there, Cody, waiting. Way to get back on the field and show people. Let's go to the next spot here. Uh, but will anybody even care? Because it's just going to be Bryce Young and everybody else. We went through this with Cam Newton, and, and but we didn't have any good players, really, with Cam Newton. It is. What's Brian Burns? He's waiting patiently. Yeah, I mean, listen, I feel like we talk about this every Tuesday, but um, it, it's just the, the looming specter of this Brian Burns contract 
is uh, still looming over our head. How much it'll actually be for how long? When will it happen? And uh, I mean, that's kind of the question here. We don't have to spend too long on it. But uh, when do you think we're going to start to hear more talks of Brian Burns being paid? Yeah, I mean, you know what is, um, you know, maybe this is going to help the Panthers because fans, we're going to be rooting for Brian Burns, but everybody's going to be watching yeah. the offense this year. Um, we'll see. Well, no, look, is uh, Brian Burns is a necessity by this team. They banked on him. Is that imagine this team, this defense without Brian Burns? I don't care what we think and debate about Brian Burns. This defense without him would be really un- unsustainable. Uh, let's go next. Um, you guys need to jump over to CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We're just, I'm saving the site, saving the site, resurrecting it. It's the year of 20C3. The C3 Panthers podcast is going to it. I know this is. This is just perfect, perfect time. All the foundation is built for this community to just continue to go to the next level. Uh, if you are interested in getting your fan perspective out there, uh, check us out at carolinacatchronicles.com. There's ways uh, to contact me on the website. And let's give a big shout-out to these ill skills putting out, yes, sir. Uh, putting out um Maybe his fourth piece, I think, for the website really yep. starting to hit a groove and uh, came up with a um, or an interesting take as we all focus on hyper focus on the quarterback is that this important role that uh, Nicole Tepper has played in this uh, offseason that some people dismissed early on as just uh, maybe the trophy wife, maybe someone. Um, it's like, oh, uh, I don't know. Is that, but you know what? She's like, whether or not you, you, d- you didn't think she should have been involved because she wasn't a football person. It seems like she, it's not seems, it's apparent she has been involved. She's been present at the very least. Yeah. She has been in, is very um, in connection with these picks and the process and has been very, has been honestly and authentically cited by Scott Fitter in every moment as being part of this process. These ill skills got into that role on the latest uh, C3 or Carolina Cat Chronicles article. Guys, uh, Cody, you have referred to this as a woman's touch. You could say a woman's intuition. Maybe she's, at the end of the day, seems like she's got a knack for peoples and personalities that's helpful in balancing out the billionaire. Yeah, and I've said this for a while, man. Sometimes it just takes that woman's touch uh, to be able to come in and, and and give you a different perspective on things and allow you to look at things a little differently. Um, you know, uh, another thing that was reported uh, in relation to Bryce Young is that the meeting with him and his parents really won everyone over. And I Another feel like people was, who interview great. You right, know, they it, interview great, too. The Pivot was mentioning them today. Yeah, and they had his dad. They had his dad on the pivot with them, and they talked to him a little bit too. But uh, there was that clip. Uh, I, I could probably even find it. It was of um, Bryce Young giving Nicole Tepper a hug. The and David Newton, just, uh, the uh, David Newton tweet. Yeah, the the David Newton tweet, and and I don't know. I, I feel like since that moment, like that's the moment when things started to shift to Bryce Young. Yeah. And by the way, like, think of it, 
Yeah, I think uh, women are sometimes willing to take a more unconventional approach to doing things. And the fact that we're drafting Bryce Young, this unconventionally small quarterback, uh, maybe that plays a bigger part than uh, than we're thinking. So, yeah, I think Nicole has been great um, as far as a billionaire's wife goes, who is uh, you know a part of this football team. Um, I think that we're we're proud to have her, and she's going to continue to make us proud. CK, they the Panthers this past offseason they hired a guy who used to recruit Navy SEALs, I think, for the Army or something. Yeah. And he's like Navy part of their, brain. yeah, no, uh, for the, <laughs> thank you, ice up, Tony, uh, special forces. I can't remember if it was the army, but maybe it was uh, clearly if they were seals, they were in the Navy. But what the reason that this guy's premise was, is there is identifying elite traits, right? Isn't something just like, that's what he was in the business of because, there is a character. There's some sort of depth of awesomeness to these guys that isn't just being the tallest, biggest, most athletic. There's something else. And you can maybe try to find that in business. Maybe you can try to find that in this case in the NFL. I don't want to reduce Nicole Tepper's role as the woman's touch, the women's intuition. This person, maybe her real gift and talent is just recognizing real people and Tepper last time got swayed by the snake oil salesman, Matt rule. And she's out there going, she's she would have called fraud. Right. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I think, uh, uh you, you, listen, I mean, we don't know what's really going on behind the, the scenes, but it right. certainly looks as though, uh, again, from the outside, looking in from a fan's perspective, that Nicole Tepper has a positive in, influence on the direction of the team. Um, the hires that they've made, uh, and and quite frankly, the, uh, the 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 business decisions on the uh, back end of things. Um, how much she has, uh, you know, as far as say in any of that stuff is is all speculation at this point in time. But it is it is an interesting thought to see where we came from to where we are now, because Nicole Tepper did not start out. As a respected member, now it's not like we were, you know, saying that not she disrespected, was, just right. a, not she like did, a non-conversation. Yeah, really, we just right. didn't have any, you know, thought to give to her with regard to the Carolina Panthers. And now mm-hmm. she's been involved in the coaching search. She's been involved. Um, I'm assuming in the uh, search for this draft pick as well. Um, and oh she, yeah, she, man, she's, she's been at all the pro days. I told you uh, guys when I went to that show. Uh, or went to the the game that uh, you know uh, when I was with uh, Catman Junior. Uh, Nicole Tepper was the one down there talking to everybody on the sidelines, you know, hanging out with the players, the reporters. Like she was out there. She's making a her, people person. She dude. was, dude, and it was it was it was That's clear at that point in time something's di- you know something. She's she's in a, a a different mindset as far as like what David Tepper is. So. Right. I what I loved about the story from D's ill skills. Go ahead and check it out on CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Is um, there's no no attempt. We don't want to reduce like if she's really positively contributing. I don't even want to say if she like like a, that we wouldn't expect that. There the in one scenario she is making a positive impact on the actual decisions in some way, whether it's Frank Reich or whatever, at the very worst, and this is and like, and I don't want to even insult her, 
the very worst, she's just a personality counterweight to David Tepper. Right. You know, and I think it's more than that. I don't think that that's what it is. But at the very, like at the worst in the in her, the least capacity, she's provided a counterweight and a balance to David Tepper. And the last time we really saw him, honestly, before the Frank Wright, has been a series of disasters. Right. Right. And like these ill skills said in his article, and one thing maybe we should have put into that article was the Tepper tantrum that the last we saw him, after he fired Matt Rule, and it was just God, like you didn't even handle the questions well. Now everything's running smoothly. So at the very least, that's it. Cody, the Panthers, they are interested in drafting other people. And they are meeting Surprise. with people. It turns out two of the people they met with, they just made wait in the lobby as they told everybody they were drafting <laughs> Bryce Young. But there are 27 <laughs> other people that they are going that they have met with or can meet with. Talk a little yep. bit about who they some of the names that are coming across the ticker. So not only could we draft Bryce Young, but we could also draft Byron Young, edge rusher out of Tennessee, six foot two, two hundred and fifty pounds. Not great against the run, but he is a dynamic pass rusher in the three four defense as an outside linebacker. He would be a great addition to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, another big name that's gotten everybody excited is uh, tight end Sam Laporta out of Iowa. For those of you who don't know, Iowa is like a factory for tight ends. They've put out so many great tight ends. Uh, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson. They've had some other guys that have been there uh, in the NFL for a while. He has met with the Carolina Panthers. A lot of people feel like he might be another pick that could be on the board for the Carolina Panthers. And look, if we're talking tight end, the most exciting one is this monster. Mm. Six foot eight, tight end, Darnell Washington out of Georgia. He is a people mover. He was primarily used as a blocking tight end at Georgia. That would be one hell of a piece of protection for Bryce, but he also has a ton of potential to be a big time pass catcher at the next level in the NFL as well. So, yeah, what do you guys make of uh of uh, the direction that we're kind of moving in? Lots of offensive guys on the list and some tight ends. Yeah. Well, um, From, good. I don't hate the tight ends. Um, I think uh, one of the things that I'm interested in finding out is Fitterer was asked about if any of these guys stuck out to him, and he said he doesn't want to name any names, but there's one receiver that was – uh, that blew him away. Yeah, his face lit up after uh, he mentioned uh, the possibility. Of Thanks for giving it away, Fit. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, the dude's is not this? a good it's liar. Just, he can't lie. Spill the beans about like his. He, like, or he's hearing. lying to you to. You know, he could be a great liar. Oh no! Well, maybe you're right. He's that kid that slept liar. over at the house, and you guys Damn. like did something and fucked up, and mom came in there and was like, "What's going on here, boys?" You broke like, nah, or something. <laughs> and he's just spills. I'm sorry, Miss. I'm sorry, Miss Dunn. I didn't mean it. It was. <laughs> you're like, yeah, right. hold up, just a little bit longer. Yeah, homie. I know, right? Yeah, don't uh, don't give out so quick. But uh, oh. Tony, uh, I'm gonna let you lead on this one because uh, this year was a funny one. Austin Corbett, who is recovering and is coming back from injury and has been very limited. I think he had a knee injury. Is that right? ACL? Yeah, towards ACL. ACL yeah. yeah. Final game of the season. 
So I've been watching him, not watching him. He'll come across my feed. And I saw one time I was like, man, first time I've been able to get up and make like and he cooked out on the grill. And it was just like he's been laid up for a long time. Now he's in this recovery process. He's working out. And all I saw is this. And I didn't investigate it a ton. I did reply to him. I didn't get an answer. I'm sure he got 100 replies. But he said, how many eggs should be in the omelet? And he said, day 53. So is this day 53 from surgery? Yes. Okay. Or, or at least with his recovery. Damn I don't know man. If it's, that's, it's, that's a good question. That's I really disappointed. I was hoping it was day 53 of omelet. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm no, trying to no. perfect. You're yeah. <laughs> about his egg to omelet ratio. Thought this dude has been going. I mean, he's like, I bet I gotta stay bulky. I gotta stay bulky and healthy. I'm an offensive lineman. I could lose my. I'm eating. He's the reason for the egg shortage in America. Right. Do you know that Vince? Do you remember Vince Wilford? Vince yeah, yeah, Wilford. Yeah. He got an injury one time for the Patriots and. He was immobile like this in this case, but he was a little bit different than a guard. I mean, he had to right. stay at like 400 or something with a crazy amount. He deal. lost weight. Think about this. He lost weight just by sitting. And the, and the Patriots training staff would have to eat. They were stories. I heard a story and I don't, I mean, I can't, it's like, but this is, I hope it's true that they would wake him up at four o'clock in the morning and make him eat a dozen eggs. Yeah, I, I believe it. Like, do you remember that one kid that used to play? Who was that basketball player, Greg, in the 90s or whatever, who was, he was so white and he was like seven, six, so tall. He was so skinny. God, he was oh, supposed God. to be real good. Um, God, what was his name? Anyway, they had him on a program. The problem was like he was going from college or whatever, and they had them on the program, and he had to have like seven thousand calories. Yeah, <laughs> just like and the guy they were doing the interview, and he just like felt it was like uh, you felt like he was the dude in seven that they just made eat spaghetti till he died. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to eat no more, man. Sean Bradley. Yes. Yeah. I that's mean, it's, who it it's is. legal, man. Like to be honest with you, to be able to put on weight and be able to to to, I guess, manipulate the body to be able to right. grow the way you want it to. Metabolism. Metabolism. Like, you awesome. have to. You have to stay on top of it. Like that. There. You wonder why these. Uh, look at uh, who's the guy who played Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this guy. Like he's in his fifties. Like in these movies, in a lot of these in the movies. And he's in the best shape in his life because when you have a guy who's waking you up at four o'clock in the morning telling you eat this many ounces of this, then drink this and go to sleep, when you have that science Murder. down, it's perfect. The body you you can put the body down to a science and build a perfect body, but who has the time to do it unless you're being paid to do it and somebody's being paid to make you do it? You know, so these things are very possible, but it's just crazy to. You're right, it's crazy to hear people have to eat that kind of stuff and wake up at this time and do this. But that's the way the body is, man. It's a machine. The body is a machine, a habit-forming machine. Build the right habits. This was homie. This was homie right here. Yo. And he was, and please, please do not tell me that this is true. Hold on. If I can do this. This is where here, this is our rabbit hole. If this, please, where, if this, please don't say this right here. Is Deshaun Bradley? 
Holy I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. It? I, yeah, I please sure hope it's not him. Bicycle accident? He Look, looks tall enough. Oh, I don't want to laugh at that. That's a giant. He's, he's a big dude. Oh, my God. He's like, it finally happened. Damn. Well, fuck. Guy. No, right. I want to look it up. Um, I am going right. to. I'm good. Never yeah, know. well, look, we just let the chat yeah. do our research. We got our own chat bot. <laughs> yeah, we do our, our, chat chat our chat bot. Our chat bot is in, bot. Yeah. Um, Next up. Oh, yeah. Kev, Kev wanted me to talk about this one. Uh, and this is this is funny. Uh, NFL fans who drink the most. And wow. your boys, the Carolina Panthers, we ranked number five, baby. Let's uh, go. I don't believe it. I've been to games before. A lot of people are saying that they Which don't believe podcast it. podcast drinks the most? I promise you this. I We do. I do. I do. Just make up a lot for that. So, yeah. I can't really. Well, Greg and I. Greg yeah. and I out drink all these podcasts. Um, is that about it in the recent news, my friend? Um, or anything else? Yes, All right. Now we got some more cat calls to go to. Yeah, do some more cat calls. I'm going to look right. up the Sean Bradley thing. All right. Here we go. Why did I close this? All right. Let's uh, check out who's next. Yo, fellas, it's Panther Fan 2222. I'm going to be getting excited for Bryce to the Carolina Panthers with the number that one. That was team. him. I see my boy Scott today talking about how they've already got a plan in place to book some. They ain't worried about his height. They're going to put some weight on him. I just watched we're going to win a Super Bowl with this guy. Y'all keep motherfucking pounds and everybody like and subscribe. Thank you, fellas, for what y'all be three. And y'all keep me awake on them early morning drives when I'm out there running in that 18-wheeler. Y'all have night. I like it. And keep doing what you do it. Appreciate that, my dude. Thank Appreciate you, man. You, man. Uh, Thanks you so much. We got a lot of those, a lot of those calls, right? Not a lot of those calls, but we know. I love to hear that the people are listening to the actual part. Not a podcast. He might be putting. He might have a damn television. He puts on the corner, driving that much. But I'm sure he's listening on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And it's great. And, you know, every time that I sit here and go, oh, man, we the show is just so long. Should we be doing is this? The numbers continue to fly towards the end of the show. People watching live and then hearing people say this, that we are the OG original. We're the OG long form of podcasting. Yeah. We're the athletic of podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we definitely are. Uh, By the way, to give you some. uh, Insight, uh, Sean Bradley was struck from behind by a motorist while riding his bicycle near his home in St. George, Utah, which resulted in a traumatic spinal cord injury that left him paralyzed. A driver attempted to pass Bradley on the left in the same travel lane while Bradley himself was in the process of passing another parked car on the shoulder of the road. Oh, God. Yeah, while the police report notes that the uh, trip information was obtained from Bradley's Garmin device to confirm his speed and general position. The report does not mention any information on police verifying uh, similar information from the driver's speed or position. So, yeah, he when did this happen? Uh, this happened in January 2021. Wow. Nice. 
Yeah, so this um, is a you know, man. Thing. If you're that tall too, is like it's kind of hard to be six. in a violent accident and not. You know what I'm saying? Like you're something front, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like cook. You got a lot of real estate there, um, man. That, <laughs> Alice is how you miss him. Yeah, I mean, really. That was uh, actually. I kind of thought about that as like, man, wait, you didn't see him. Yeah, uh, but that, they said anyway. he was one of the tallest players in NBA history. Yeah, it's like taller than Yao Ming, I think. God, that's mm. insane. See, up there, yeah. Tall was Yao Ming. Let's go to the next call. Talkers, brothers, how y'all doing? It's G Kavasi. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. It seems like Bryce is gonna be the pick, man. Look like Young is about to be the pick, man. He canceled all his all his other meetings with everybody else and everything. So looks looks like he's gonna be the quarterback. That's what it seems like, but but knowing the NFL, you never know. Mm-hmm. So hey, give me a take on that, fellas. It's gonna be a short one tonight because guess what? Tomorrow's my birthday, y'all. Yo, hey, yeah. Oh, happy, hey, happy birthday, birthday G. Yeah. I'll take it easy. Keep pounding. Pounding. Yeah, great. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think we've all kind of hit that, you know, a little bit. Uh, uh, you know. Bryce Young could be the guy, but man, yeah, I, I tell you what, we have been witness to many of these unexpected things taking place. So, um, you know, that it, with there is certainly the p- potential for that to be an issue. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's keep rolling through. Hey, guys. It's the girl that makes out hitting Joey the Blind Panther. And I wanted to talk to you guys about something that I just realized today. And I know y'all aren't really into it. I'm not really into it. Oh, God. I'm just saying. And first of all, first of all, you know, this is smoke screen season. The smoke screens are so thick that your visibility is just as good as mine is. So let that sink in for a while. My next thing is, notice the one name that wasn't mentioned, right? Anthony Richardson. You think being smokescreen season, that they're not mentioning his name because that's who they're going to pick? I know y'all are going to go crazy about this, but I really want y'all to answer this question because seriously think about it. Get mentally prepared for it. I know I am. I'm going to have a freaking two cases of Corona at the ready for it. Anyway, guys. Go on that, CK. You said that earlier that you felt like uh, it was almost kind of intentional, the fact that they didn't mention Richardson. Yeah, I mean, I think that it... it, it I don't know what it means, but it didn't, it felt, it certainly felt as though they were making an effort not to talk about AR. Um, Now, whether that means that they're trying to throw them off of the trail of their potential wanting him, I don't know what the benefit to us right now would be outside of the, again, the idea of us trading back. Um, But yeah, that, that, that did seem a bit odd. Uh, yeah. Yao Ming, Yao Ming, and Sean Bradley were both seven six. Hey, man, 
That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, that's uh, insane, Yao Ming dude. had a size 18 shoe, and uh, Sean Bradley had a size 16 shoe. They both had the same wingspan. Just feel like is that uh, Bradley was just so lean. Yao Ming was at least a little bit more. Look at Taco Charlton. I think he's like seven foot three right now in the NBA, and he's like a beanpole. He's like seven foot three, like oh. one hundred ninety five pounds. It's insane. It's interesting. They also Man. have uh, Sean Bradley's marital history up here, but there is nothing just on the basic bio, right? Like we're the same. They show the same things. Who knows? Is Yao Ming married? We don't know. Maybe Chinese people don't get a married married to according to Google. Let's go to the next call. What's up, man? It's Zach here from Canapolis, North Carolina. Let me ask y'all something. Are y'all excited about this new office and team, or are y'all suspicious about it? Let me know. I think we can be both. Play that one more time. What's up, man? It's Zach here from Canapolis, North Carolina. Let me ask y'all something. Are y'all excited about this new office and team, or are y'all suspicious about it? Let me know. I mean, I'm excited about it because we've been wanting an offensive-minded football team for a long time. I mean, the Panthers traditionally have prided themselves on a very stout defense, and right. while and while we're certainly hoping that doesn't go away, um, dude, it's hard to not look at the offensive explosion of the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Cincinnati Bengals. And not say, well, damn, everyone else is doing it. Why can't we do it? So I, I feel like if if there was ever going to be a time for the Panthers to do it, it would be right now with this coaching staff and with this specific roster that they're building. CK, I'm nervous, man. More, you know, it's like now well, is this? I've been so excited about getting this quarterback. I've been so excited about getting the number one draft pick at this point. I've been mm-hmm. so excited that we got oh this coaching staff that seems that the pedigree is there, the success. Mm-hmm. It just seems like, now I'm telling you, as soon as we make that pick, I'm gonna be nervous. And what I mean yeah. nervous is like it's please work, please work, please work, please work. We need There's something a lot oh, riding on it. There yes. is a lot riding on it. And and that is the 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 anxiety of it, right? You know, we yeah. have a lot of excitement right now, but the moment we pick that quarterback, it becomes our quarterback. That is who we went with. No more excuses. Is, no more is, excuses. Mm-hmm. There's no more excuses, but there's no going back either. Yeah. Right. There is no more of like, you know, well, maybe we could go back and, you know, see whether CJ Stroud has a better option at, at this route. Like we will have made that decision and we're, we're done. Like, and I think there's a finality in that that yeah. can cause a bit of anxiety among anybody. Um, but certainly Panthers fans who have been waiting for this moment. And now we have so much riding on it since we traded up, it even adds an extra layer of that pressure. <coughs> so I listen, I'm, I'm for what we did. I'm for moving forward, but well, we're, we're flying in the plane, Greg. Yeah, like we take off, we finally we got to go on this great trip. Like all of a sudden, we're gonna go to Cancun or somewhere. It's gonna be all expenses paid. You're gonna rock with like your hero, Bryce Young's gonna be sitting beside you in the seat, and you realize this is you're a little scared of flying, and you're grabbing your knuckles are grinding on the on the seat handles, 
and you're like, I need a fucking Xanax. And Bryce Young's over there like, oh, you can only control what you can control. Right. I wish I was like you. I wish I was so, like you. So let me ask you guys, and I'm going to I'm gonna lay the, the groundwork out here. Okay. I look at the last time we were in this position with Cam Newton being our draft pick as a success. Just me personally. Yeah, I can't remember how I felt at back that in, moment. Yeah, we didn't win a Super Bowl, but based on everything that I had in Cam Newton's career, I bet me personally, I based that on as a success. I loved Carolina yeah. in that time. Do you feel like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or I'll fuck it, I'll even throw in their AR-15, AR-15 can bring you that level, if not more, of success than Cam Newton did in 2011? That's the question you have to ask. Oh, yourself just in the immediate right year, you have I'm already to beat comparing that. them to to Cam Newton. Period. You have to beat Cam Newton. I, that, that but I'm bar, not even right? saying rookie year. I'm saying like this is overall. That, yeah. Right. You have if if That's you like Cam Newton is the standard. It's like Luke mm-hmm. Kuechly okay. is the standard right. for linebackers now. Is now Cam Newton is the measurement. And I will say I do remember how I felt when Cam was draft, drafted. That 2010 team was just so abysmally depressing that it didn't matter. Like he was the exact person you needed for a team who right. had nothing. Right. And he brought everything as a player and also the bravado. Like it was just perfect for so, that moment. I think this is, I think the stakes feel higher with this pick. Agreed. Really? With Cam, yeah. like okay. I felt like it was only one way was up with Cam Newton. It was like, oh, this shit's gonna okay. be way better than what the fuck we had before. Now I'm saying this, it's greatness or bust. I feel you, we, we're in a better position than we were when we drafted Cam Newton, but I think the Anxiety. severity of this draft pick is the same as Cam. Like, we have and they to have, have to be better than Cam now. Now we've had I Cam, agree. Cam's the bar, we have to have at least Cam or better. But he's got to be in a better position now than we were in 2010 or 2011. Totally. Honestly, I feel like we were were a quarterback away from being a damn good team right now. I agree. I agree. And that makes me anxious. Yeah. So, all right, let's go to the next goal. What's up, guys? It's Evan Sports Talk here again. And it's an exciting day. I mean, at this point, I'm realizing I'm still. I still prefer Shrub, but at this point, I'm realizing that Bryce might be our guy. And to be honest, yep. it's still pretty exciting either way who our QB guy or who we, who our guy is and who we take. Because I mean, either way, as long as Bryce doesn't eventually become injury prone, uh, which there's still a chance that that happens, um, as long as either of these guys work out, we're getting our guy, and that's that's really all I care about. And I'm super happy about it. Excited, almost only a week until the draft, but uh, but yeah. I also want to call in and talk about the uh, the 39th pick and what I think we should do there. Personally, what I think we should do there is if I think edge and cornerback. I know in the press conference today they said linebacker and edge are the biggest like the the biggest positions they're looking at or they're looking at the most. I personally still think cornerback they should look at at 39. I think if there's a guy like an Emmanuel Forbes still there at 39, I think they should go out and get him because he's a really good player. Um, I said this on the um, the live stream earlier today that Cody did, and I, I just really like Emmanuel Forbes, even though he's a smaller, uh, his, his size more 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 of his weight than his height is the the thing that teams would be have an issue with. But 
but I think he would be a really good pick for us, to be honest. And uh, even some other cornerbacks, if they're there, if there's certain cornerbacks that are there, I would also take a, maybe a Cam Smith, too. Those are those are two of the main quarterbacks that I think of. Joey Porter Jr., I don't think he's going to be there, but if he's there, whole. I wouldn't hesitate to take Joey Porter Jr. at pick 39. But yeah, and then Edge, obviously, I think uh, you you get you get B.J. Ojolari if he's there. If B.J. Ojolari's there, you easily take him. Or if he's not there and Felix Enrique Zoma is still there, you take him or Will McDonald. But um, but yeah, those are those are some of the. I mean, I would be fine with two. Um, uh, I know I just switched up what I was talking about, but uh, but uh, I would also be fine with some linebackers and Trent Simpson, Jack Campbell, and Drew Sanders if they're there. But yeah, just want to say that. Also want to say thank you guys because you guys have you and other content creators for teams I like have inspired me to start my own YouTube channel. I've had it for a while, but I'm officially going to mainly sports talk. Now and that's why I changed my name to what it is awesome. now. But yeah, yeah thanks, keep pounding and let's go. Keep pounding, you're the man, I'm Evan. Hey, I, I love it whenever we inspire people to make their own content. That was part of the reason, you know, why it's part of the reason why I love the free for all. So many of the people that are in the free for all are now like, hey, you know what? I do it every Friday with the C3 boys, I might as well do some content on my own. So, yeah, Maybe man, it's time that's, for that's us to enough. start our network. Yeah, maybe well, so. I'm telling man. you, we got a whole NBA thing starting right now. Just so you maybe know. it's time we, we for us to NBA, just say uh, this is NBA like this is the place to bring your fan discussion under the C3 Podcast Network. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys are you're on the sports like I I will let we're all part of these bigger networks yeah. in our. I will own. let anybody out there know if you are a fan looking to make content and you need help in any kind of way with graphics, with logos, with getting things started, hit me up. On at the bat that if it's on Twitter, I will help you out. I love helping people get things going like this. It's great. So it's awesome. It's all such a grassroots yeah. thing. That's what's so great about it. It's like, and honestly, and maybe I don't know if it's just me and my tastes have changed or if the world is changing this way. Is I really don't consume a lot of over um I won't want to say over I don't want to say we're not professional. I don't want to go that far is I kind of tend to, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I get my news now from way far different entities than I would get before. Uh, the people, the things I listen to for entertainment have just changed the types of people right. they are. And they've actually become people that are, I think more like me in a way, rather than some high up, somebody that maybe I can connect with. I don't know. Is that we are in a revolutionary revolution of content. The number is 252-228-5098. We only got a few more calls. Let's keep going. Hey guys, this is Connor here with a call in. And I just want to express my opinion real quick on uh, this, on this Bryce Young situation. So if anyone, um, if anyone saw my mock draft that I posted on the C3 website, uh, I had Bryce Young going number one overall. And that was like before all this stuff happened, and I still think that Bryce Young will go number one overall. And I saw someone in the C3 live chat bring up a great point. And that point is that Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud has just as much of a chance as Bryce Young does getting injured. 
you look at the quarterbacks yeah. in NFL history that have gotten injured. I mean, Cam Newton, six six, uh, two fifty. He got injured all the time. Um, I'm trying to think. There have been a lot of guys that have gotten injured that the sizes vary. So if you, even if your size is a bit smaller, and even if it's a bit bigger, there's still a 350-pound guy crashing down on you as a defensive lineman. So I just thought that was pretty interesting. So, yeah, yeah, you guys let me know what you think of this. But I'm Bryce all the way, and I think that even um, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, they do not have a better chance to not get hurt than Bryce does. Anyways, you go first. Uh, shout out to Connor, who has been contributing to CarolinaCatChronicles.com. He did a piece on a uh, mock draft, which was something that was absent. We don't really – is we let – I'll freaking outsource all the draft talk to Cody Lack because you guys have mm-hmm. all wasted your fucking time. You'll see. <laughs> all these mugs arguing over who's going to go at 88, and no, none of them are going to go that way, and they're not going to be any good, half of them. But Connor said, "Man, look, this is a this is something that could benefit the website. Mock Draft put out a great piece in his first one. Now he just did another three trade scenarios. I think blockbuster trade scenarios. Connor, the next generation of C three. We're hey, talking about networks, next generations. This is what's happening with Panther fans. I've outsourced this talk to you a lot, Cody, about the draft. But is this really? Is like, yeah, everybody has." the potential to get hurt, but you don't draft. I mean, I guess it's against the rules for you to, to like run an F what, like the what F1 cars. Like you can't ride an open right. wheel car in a NASCAR race. I know it's against the rules, oh. but you also, that one car could probably beat them in a race, but they can't beat them in a NASCAR race. Well, like they wouldn't is- be able to live through the race. So there is something right. to be said is that, yes, anybody can get hurt on any given play, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you're not safer in a tank than you are a, a, a Maserati. This is what's called hedging your bets right here, to be sure right. to be honest with you. Like, like, would you rather get in a wreck in a Mini Cooper, like a head-on wreck within a Mini Cooper or a uh, F-250? Yeah. That that's honestly what it comes down to. Which you're right. The if, you're riding in that, if you're riding it, in my Silverado and you're, if yeah. we hit an intersection and we're going together, mm-hmm. I'm kind of feel I'm praying for you a little bit more than I'm praying for myself. Yeah. The F two fifty might get totaled, but there's a lot less chance of the F two fifty getting totaled than there is that uh, Fiat or that uh, Mazda Miata or the damn Mini Cooper than there is of the F two fifty. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So it's hedging your okay. bets. Is all there is to it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, parents don't go buy Mini Coopers for your sixteen-year-old kids. Go buy them. Actually, tanks. they're very good cars for kids because they have roll bars and they're they're very made. They're, they're uh, made really uh, good. Now, now I, I'm just saying. Oh, I've been looking, so I have a sixteen-year-old kid. Bryce Young I have a sixteen-year-old kid. I know my but son's. I'm, I'm, fit, uh, with that example, I was talking about size, but yes. But for 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 in all honesty, a Mini Cooper is actually a very good car for a kid. They're just kind of sports cars. So, yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's not a sports car. It cannot. It kind be. of is, yeah. All I right, let's go. My truck. So let's go to the next call. This is me, Sid Dog, my T eighty three. Sid Dog, what up? <laughs> now I'm really pissed <laughs> off with all this goddamn Bryce Young goddamn bullshit. What's been going on in the fucking media? 
This nigga fucking five ten, <laughs> fucking Tua can barely take a fucking hit right now. Why the fuck we got them on the goddamn go draft? Got them Bryce Young. Mm, Bryce Young can't take a hit from goddamn Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell just got signed to the fucking Falcons. Here's the counter. That's right. Bryce Young can't take a hit from goddamn Cam Jordan or the goddamn Saints, and he got there at the end of his fucking career. I mean, I don't, man, I don't know what the fuck going on, man. Everybody was so excited because we hired all these fucking coaches, man. I told y'all, man, Frank White ain't that guy, man. What the fuck makes Frank White a motherfucking quarterback whisperer? Can somebody no. please fucking tell me? I don't agree with please. that. Please. He ain't got them develop nobody. What the fuck? Well, he's not been given the opportunity, dude, honestly. And Frank Reich's done a I lot was more. I when he had a number one pick. Like. Yeah, Frank Wright made uh, Philip Rivers with one arm make a Pro Bowl. With all this shit right now going on, all this silly shit, Tepper, fucking Federer, fucking goddamn Frank White. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm just tired of this dumbass shit, man. Like, what the fuck? How the fuck mm-hmm. you trade up all them goddamn picks? I don't know what the fuck you want. And then you want to get the little ass quarterback. Like, I, I really don't know. I can't really no, he's, he's not wrong. I can't be mad. Anyway, whenever you come man. in here, make sure you hit the goddamn like button. Make sure you got that subscribe to this great content. The C3 go live every Tuesday and every goddamn. They got the free for all on, free for alls on Friday. Then they hey. got the game simulations during the season on Saturday, which I love. I love the game simulations and everything. <laughs> We got them. We saw the goddamn Panther Pickle on this new channel. And saw the motherfucking G. David the Goat. G. David, I know you're going to be mad, but fuck Bryce Young. We don't want Bryce Young. <laughs> that little motherfucker. The fuck? What the fuck are we got that talking about, man? I want to drop a motherfucker who can't take a goddamn hit. Man, I don't know what man, my goddamn dog Even my goddamn dog even my dog barking, man. Like, even the dog don't want to bite him. Better than <laughs> my dog. Even my dog, man, about this shit. Everybody have a great day. Mm-hmm. See, dog, for eight three hours. All said, "Fuck you." My life, that shit was fire. Keep the shit up, bro. Keep that shit up, bro. I tell you one thing. I bet you, Sea Dog can take a hit better than Bryce, yeah. Oh, that's that's honestly can I be real with y'all? Like that's my thing is I don't want to pull for a quarterback, but I feel like if I had to, I could take in a fight. You know, that that's that's kind of my thing. It's like I don't feel like somebody who's a professional athlete, I should go take in a fight. And I kind of feel like if I had to I mean, that's I'm not point. saying I want to, but I feel like I could take him in a fight. Dude, and I, 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 just, I just don't feel like that's my fight. guy. My quarterback. I feel like he would just yeah. talk you out of fighting, Greg, and Maybe. be like, "You're right. I'm <laughs> so out of line." We're on the let's, same yeah. team. Let's just buy a beer let's and be cool be with it. Yeah. <laughs> you're buying yeah. him beers yeah. by the end of the night. Yeah, dude, yeah. wait till he hits you with the hey. Can I pray over you for a minute? Oh, dude, you need to be like, has he go that far in the religion? I haven't heard that yet. Oh, dude, he's super Christian, man. Bright. Okay. If you if you are drafted to the Carolina Panthers and when you inevitably come on the C three Panthers podcast and talk to us about this, yeah, you've got to be nice. And, like and we I want to say whatever we want. Tell you, I don't want to fight you, and I will pull for you if you're my quarterback. No problem. I just want you to know that right now. So whenever you're ready to come on the C three Panthers podcast, just let us know. Because will will Bryce Young's wife take advantage of him? <laughs> and like and run over like run all over this like goodwill. 
Or will he be like, I don't need my self-fulfillment from a wife and I will not take this from you anymore. And we're going to peacefully part ways. And she's just like, oh, it's just he's too perfect. Uh, Let's go to the next call. Hey, fellas, this is Al here. Um, So do we want Bryce because we think he has like a higher ceiling? And uh, just a higher ceiling. Okay. And CJ Stroud has like a higher floor or something. I'm guessing maybe or maybe I don't know. I think that's what the issue is right there. But not as high of a ceiling as Bryce. But he has like a higher floor. Like he can't. He might. You know, Bryce might bottom out, drop out. But I don't know. I don't know. I can. I kind of take both of them now. I was a CJ guy, but I mean, if they're gonna go with Bryce, fuck it, go with Bryce. All right, guys, have a good night. Uh, Cody, I was just got done typing in the private chat. Not quick enough. Will you take this and and talk about that? What he asked is floor ceilings with those two players, but add in Anthony Richardson. But don't leave out CJ Stroud because CJ Stroud might just be a good six pack of beer. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, when, when, when we talked about upside, you know, it's kind of become like a running joke with C.J. Stroud at this point. The Georgia game, the Georgia game. Well, that Georgia game showed a lot of his capabilities yeah, of what yeah. you're going to want to see him do in the NFL. And if he's able to be that evasive and look like Bryce Young in that type of way, and he's six foot three, and he has a much bigger arm that I think is going to lend to uh, a lot more downfield, yes. a lot of downfield passing attacks. Yeah, I do think it's very safe to say that CJ Stroud probably does have a higher ceiling. Whereas Bryce Young, right now, he's probably as close to his ceiling. Like, I really don't know what to expect Bryce Young to, to do much better. better at. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, he's already this. near it's where you're winning. wanting to be. You would just say this is I think you would point to Tom Brady. And you would say Tom Brady never had the biggest arm. He was never mobile. He was never this. But he could always do whatever it took to win. So you might not have to throw a 70-mile-an-hour fastball all the time, but you got to get it outside the numbers. So the question is, can Bryce make all the throws? And if he can't make all the throws, then we might be, like I said, being a little too over intoxicated by the the talk because at the end of the day, I mean, like, here's the thing is Josh Allen. Are you going to go and say this is I wish just Josh Allen was more cerebral. Like, it seems like he's good enough at everything in elite arm strength is Bryce Young's intelligence or charisma. That's the elite part of his game. That's gotta be the elite part of his game. And I don't know. I mean, no. I don't. Is he? Is there a real risk, Cody, that he turns out to be like an Alex Smith? That's who was fear, also man. a number one pick. Yeah, who they say was the smartest. Yeah. Think yeah. about this: is a- a- Alex Smith was ultimately Bryce Young, but just white and taller. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's not a bad breath. comparison. And do uh, uh, Cynthia, Tony, Fr- Tony. Cynthia Freeland on NFL Network, 
she caught a bunch of flack because she compared him to Teddy Bridgewater. Two Attack of Iloa and Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, we didn't have a great time with uh, old Teddy Bridgewater. So that, that, that's, that's been my fear, is that we're going to have a lack of a downfield passing attack. I mean, I don't think it'll be too much of a big deal, but he doesn't have the biggest arm in this year's no, class. No, yeah, or, or fact, any class. Of or the, any of the, class. Of like, the you top. don't look at him and go, oh, this guy's throwing missiles. Of the top Nobody four seen that one time. If and, you're just judging arm talent, of the top four quarterbacks, he probably has the least of the four. And I've made the comparison, too. I'm sorry, and I'll mm, bring it up again. We're talking of, ourselves of, out of, of it. Of Young and uh, um, Baker Mayfield. Like, I'm sorry, Baker mm. Mayfield and Bryce Young's best seasons are almost identical. And Bryce and, and Baker Mayfield didn't have yeah, the have number a, one offensive line yeah. and the number one defense doesn't have and all a, the best wide receivers. Rifle. He, well, so, but what I'm saying is, Baker Mayfield didn't have all the amenities that Bryce Young did in his last college year to have his best college year. Bryce Young had the best of everything that is the best, period. I, Offensive line, running back, wide receiver, defense, everything. Bryce that's not true. Baker that's not did. true. Well, but he had better than Baker did. He, he, he might have better. He had better than Baker did. Maybe. All I'm saying maybe. is well, Baker I think we make taller. just some assumptions because he played at Alabama. All I'm saying that's, is Baker is taller. You're telling me Alabama last year was not better than Baker Mayfield's Ohio senior year. They were pretty year, good that year, year. I think. I think they were pretty good those couple yeah, years. And but I don't really know, and I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. I just yeah. the point is, is this is that the elite trait, and I'm gonna take some. Uh, I'm gonna like push back on keep pounding. He said Bryce is better than you guys give him credit for. It's sad. First of all, for the first hour and a half, all I did was gush about this dude. Yeah. What I'm saying is this is that his greatest strength is not his arm talent. I didn't say his arm talent was not, it was incapable. Right. Is that like, if you said this, it's right. like, what makes this guy a standout to you? Josh Allen. What makes Cam Newton stand out to you? It wasn't like, oh, physical. Ability, he can, yeah. it was like this. This motherfucker can do what is a, like, pick the guy, Patrick Mahomes. I would say he has, I don't know, his arm talent is not bad. I think it's like his improvisation. Mm-hmm. Is like his eliteness there. Yeah. Right. So like everybody has an, I think the elite trait that Bryce Young has is his, like the his interviews. <laughs> his, but, but can, I, can I tell you though, the funny thing. I'm not wrong. Me, no, no, no. no I'm not, not wrong. Yeah, can I tell you though, improvisation thing, like you're right with, with Patrick so Mahomes good. the improvisation thing, but that only works until it doesn't. <laughs> The second Patrick Mahomes does it's worked the, one the thing, whole time. No, you're right. It has. It's great for. So it has. It. The, no, the it's first worked. time. I promise you. The first time Patrick Mahomes does the no look pass that gets intercepted and run back for a pick six or no. makes the wrong decision. You mean that two improv, Super Bowls we're going to be get, like, oh no? Nah, I'm telling you, we give I, I don't up agree on with it. No, he's going to get roasted the first time that happens, and he did it. No, Sideshow says he does. He's going to get Mah- roasted. Mahomes has the arm strength, but let's just say this is. Um, who is uh, Cody's boy that plays for the Chargers? Herbert. Uh, Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yeah. Like, he's got a, a – Cody, when he's – when I've done these shows with him for the past, what, three, four, year, four years now? He likes – and I love when he says it. He goes, he's got a bazooka. He and does. He right, does. Right. So you say Herbert's got a bazooka. And we're not going to say that 
uh, Bryce Young has Bryce. a bazooka. No. And I'm not trying to demean. I'm not saying he's not strong enough. Right. What I think is this is a lot of people say that the comp for CJ Stroud is Jared Goff. Is the comp for Bryce Young, is it truly um, Drew Brees or is it Alex Smith? I heard it's Burrow, to be honest with you. That's what I hear. Okay, Burrow. All right, ma'am. I wonder, what is the comp? I think Alex Smith, look, number one is that Burrow won a national championship. He won a Heisman. I guess Bryce Young has had more success than um, – Alex Smith, but that year it was Alex Smith. We should have. I, I wonder if that was in the article. I, did. I can't even remember. Was Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers? That was a great QB debate. Yeah, and Alex Smith went number one. So I'm not trying to shit on Bryce. And Aaron Rodgers fell. And Aaron yeah. Rodgers fell, like everybody's saying. CJ Stroud's about to. Yeah, and man. let's be honest about Aaron Rodgers, a great individual quarterback, but he's one. One Super Bowl in like fourteen years, which is still better than okay. any. Yeah, like I mean, I would one love Super to have. What if he was your bar? I will take one Super Bowl. That's one more than we have. This lost is the last three goal. home playoff games in the last three playoffs. So I'm just saying, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, they, um, this is the last call. It's from a few days back, but people give me shit when I forget when it's only forty six seconds. Good morning, C three. This is Dylan out of Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina. I hope What's you guys up, are doing well. Uh, I'm curious as to what y'all think uh, of us trading our first round pick with Houston for the second and what that would look like. Uh, we talked about this now, earlier in the show. I don't think they give up the 12 overall pick, but I can definitely see them trading a first round next year and maybe throw in a little bit more. And if they got a 4-3 steam, we could throw in gross models as well. Uh I don't see us drafting Bryce Young at one. I feel like that's just a bunch of smoke trying to push Houston's hand into trading with us. I think Stroud is our guy. But I hope everyone's doing well, and I hope you guys have a good day. Wow. Way to crash it. it. Like, yeah, it's a scorched earth territory at the end of the podcast. Um, What? And you got to wonder, Cody, as you go to bed tonight and dream about what we're trying to build with the C3 Panthers podcast. I was talking to my dad, who's not a sports fan, and he was like asking kind of, he's like, what's going on? You know, and he doesn't really care. He's just trying to be nice. And um, I was saying, man, we've built a really great foundation, but we haven't had the moment, like the excitement moment. Like we need, if this could be the excitement moment, the tinderbox that we built over the last 10 years is about to explode. We need super success or maybe super failure. <laughs> you know, we need yeah. this to be like, we need that crazy excitement. We need Bryce Young to go and win, get the Panthers to the playoffs this year. We need them to be, we need to be the, we need Bryce Young to be Joe Burrow. That's what we need is to take the Bengals and show promise right away and then what get them out except for the injury we need him to be joe burrow minus the injury and in th- year three we're in the super bowl that's what i want man that's what you guys are telling me bryce young he's so good and that's what i'm gonna expect not expect but that's what i'm gonna be hoping for and boy this podcast would be lit mm-hmm. we would have to live would we yeah. i think we would all have to get together for the super bowl in person 
and yeah. do a live stream of us hanging out. That I think that's the yeah. way we're gonna have to do it. F that, I'm going to Cody's house to hang out. Yeah, we'll go to yeah. Cody's yeah, house. We'll all Cody's just live stream it. We'll have, but I don't think we can miss the moment. We live stream everything now. We're like, oh, uh, David Tepper is uh, getting a cab. Let's live stream and talk about it. <laughs> Cody, we're I'm telling you right now. Yeah, if we're going to the Super Bowl, Cody, I'm coming to your house. Let's go. Party, it's gotta be. It's gonna be. Let's, we have to, man. Your we house is gonna to. be 100%. the most lit 100%. college party ever. Oh, dude, it's gonna be incredible, man. It's gonna be incredible. Let's hit the news real quick, and we're done with the show. Just a couple of things to talk about going yeah, forward. What's going around? Them. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts. So this is a big one. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is now officially the highest yeah. paid NFL player in history. Uh, signing a contract for five years, $255 million, $179 million in guarantees. Uh, man, mm. this is... I mean, hey, man, to me, this is a part of the argument on why Lamar Jackson should have an agent, man. You mm. would have already had this type of deal if you would have just had an agent, I feel. Yep. And Did by the way, his and- agent just randomly messaged him. I was like, do you got an agent? When he was coming out of college, he was like, nah. And this woman who's his agent just like threw a lot, just slid in his DMs. And then now well, she's let me ne- tell you what. now she's negotiated the in- the largest contract in the history. Of- it worked okay. out, man. Nicole oh, yeah, Lynn, uh, the, uh, is she just signed her player to the richest deal in NFL history? And by the way, shout out to the ladies because my man Jalen's doing it right. He has an all female management team mm. from his communication. Take that, director. Deshaun Watson. Take <laughs> yeah, that. that's how you empower women. Right. Shit, there we go. Shout out to Jay. Oh, listen, I like Jalen Hurts. I'm I happy love him. for him. Great. And dude, he's one of those dudes that deserves it. Like, dude, when you Second follow round every, pick, everything that he went through time. Alabama, he got benched for two attack of Iloa, transferred to Oklahoma, was the second yeah, round pick. Yeah, dude, he was. No, no, he didn't win the Heisman. He uh, fell short of winning the Heisman. Oh, I thought they had what? They had Baker. They had like two or three <laughs> yeah. in a row. Hey, how about this sad shit? Blaine Gabbert is still playing NFL football. Blaine Gabbert, and you know dude, what? Dude, I hate it, but Blaine Gabbert is, and Cam Newton's not. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Imagine. Imagine uh, if somebody said to you in you know 2012, mm. Blaine Gabbert is going to have a longer career than Cam Newton. You mean after yeah, Cam like, Newton's rookie year or before he was Yeah, drafted? I mean, no, like after. Before it, the, okay, because before they were drafted, they everybody. Yeah, mm. they thought that they were kind of on equal footing. But no, right, it's just, right. you know, it just shows you. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of kind of embarrassing. You hate to see it, man. Do you but, think it's um, because of Cam's personality or is it because you think people just really don't think that he can play football anymore? I think it's a little of both. <sighs> Dude, sure I honestly don't, don't even a little know. Bit of both. Probably both. I continue yeah. to say this when it comes to Cam. is, and when It's kind of the personality part, CK, right. but I think it's <clears> this, <throat> is that like when you have Cam Newton, who is six foot five, 240 pounds, really like the best athlete on the field in theory still, like he... You always pick him. If like we're picking backyard teams in any sport, 
It's kind of like Cam Cam Newton's number one pick. So what I'm saying is if you're in a team where you need to be a backup and there's any questions about the security of the fur of the player, like mm-hmm. every time they throw a pick, we're looking over at Cam Newton, that stallion over there, and we're like, let's get that motherfucker in. He's going to be way better. So it's like this aura that surrounds him. See, um, Tony, that's what I think. I think that what you're saying is right maybe five, six, seven years ago. I think that right now Cam has lost that prestige or that aura of being the biggest guy in the field and automatically being the first picked. He's still I, I think good. that he's a great athlete and Cam's a great quarterback. But I think that if you put Cam Newton out there right now with a lot of different players, he may not be the first quarterback pick just because of his size. Like no, not first quarterback. But I'm like, if, if we're just want... gonna play horse, I'm always what I'm talking about is if we're gonna play horse, I'm like, I want that guy. Right. Oh, we're gonna play I, this. I, 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 I want think that he's past that point. I think he's past the point oh, of okay. just because he's the biggest guy on the field doesn't necessarily mean I want him to be the number one pick guy. Yep. You know, right. like he's good. Okay. But there may be somebody who's better just because because they're smaller doesn't mean they're worse than he is. You know, this Cam's is what yeah. best football this, days were definitely behind him. This yeah. is one of my favorite yeah. players, Cody, and Alan because, Robinson. Because when I was first getting the website started, pocket yeah, like as I lean, I leaned into the draft stuff, even though I didn't like it because I knew we had to have a presence. Now I learned to outsource it. <laughs> this was my guy, and we didn't get him. We picked, uh, we let he was picked in the second round, I think. We picked Kelvin Benjamin instead. Uh, he's had a good career, but not a great career. And like, ain't. you know, good point, good yeah. point. All right, so, um, so Alan yeah. Robinson did not, strangely, they <clears throat> you really gave him a good amount of money to come to Los Angeles and. Sean McVay, this offensive guru, can do anything. Who even made Baker Mayfield look good? Couldn't figure out how to get Allen Robinson involved though. Now yeah. is going yep. to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Steelers are uh, they finalized the trade for wide receiver Allen Robinson. Uh, the Steelers get Allen Robinson and a seventh round pick. The Rams receive a seventh round pick, number two thirty four. Uh, the Rams are going to pay ten point two five million of Robinson's salary. Steelers paid the remaining $5 million. Robertson is uh, scheduled to be in Pittsburgh for a physical <clears throat> Wednesday. So moving to the AFC North, and then last uh, but not least, DeMar Hamlin saw a specialist on Friday. He's preparing to play. All specialists are in agreement that he is cleared to resume full football activities. So That's good news, people. Good news. I mean, that was uh, such a big boy. story. That's your boy. Um, and now, uh, and now it's done. Now it's over with. That you've listened to, or or are listening to the C three Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast on the internet. Uh, every Tuesday night at nine p.m., we chop it up. For the, we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. We've been doing this for eleven years. We say this is where the longest consecutively running podcast around. Not missed a week, but I want to say we're literally the longest running Panthers podcast as we have hit midnight past midnight entering the fourth hour. We've got one final segment to do. It's time to ice up. It's our homage to Steve Smith to tell someone in the world to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. Cody, let's ice some fools up. 
Everyone so is fair game. Go ahead, Cody. Yeah, I'm gonna go first. Um, I just found this to be kind of a sweet story that I, I just like to like. I like to like a uh, soccer player. Uh, foot. Uh, his name is Akrif. Ha- I'm no, I'm gonna mess up the name. Uh, Hakimi's wife filed for divorce and demanded half of his property. However, uh, she was informed by the court that her millionaire husband owns nothing as all of his property is registered under his mother's name. Hakeem received one million pound uh one million pounds from PSG monthly, but eighty percent of this is deposited into his mother's Fatima's account. Uh into Mrs. Fatima's account. He has no property, cars, houses, jewelry, <laughs> or even clothes in his name. And your mom will never anything, fuck you over, yo. Ask his mother to buy it for him. So <laughs> yes. you can trust hey, your man. mom more than you could trust that oh, other yes. than your wife. So uh hey man, score one for the good guys. <laughs> the gold diggers did not get another one. So <laughs> hey. ice up, son. And that just points out to the thing that CK was bringing up months ago that like in a legal battle like that, it feels like the male is always at a disadvantage in that kind of situation. So this is a guy kind of hedging his bets against those, those situations. And, and Not I, when I, your mom's. You are always in yeah. advantage when your mom got your it. back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm all for it. All right. Here is my I said pick. Somebody said this. This person should never, that this girl should never be allowed to box again. <laughs> purpose so here yeah, is my yeah my ice up is not to the girl it's to this dude i'd sitting here <laughs> looking at the boxing thing like oh and then his girl goes oh he ain't paying attention and gave oh. him a straight Slug! Oh, oh man, yeah, that ice yeah, up, bro. Don't be looking yeah. all nonchalant over there. You get an ice up, man. You gotta keep your head on a swivel and don't stand in front of a punch. You stand behind people. You think if you're gonna, what if your girl <laughs> was swinging a golf club, CK? That's right. Yeah. Would you? Stand would you stand right, but right to the off to the side? You'd be like, no. Yeah, you're supposed to hit it forward, I, but you don't know what's gonna happen here. And yeah, not looking that direction, but standing it like it's yeah, again. I I hate like I hate being so cynical, but I look at that as a staged thing as well. I agree. Yeah, um, what a hell of a hook. I know, I know. Yeah. It's it I, I challenge is, anyone. Imagine this: is that if his head could have been attached to that machine? Have you ever punched those machines and uh, tried to get them to go like they're like you gotta yeah, you are, like you you better get above eight seventy five if you want to have a little hair on your chest. You got to get in the nines to be a real man. The nine hundreds. <laughs> And she threw a 900 on that dude's face. Right. <laughs> 950. Right. But at <laughs> the same time, uh, if that was on purpose and it wasn't staged, she certainly hit him on purpose because I don't think that anybody in their in all reality, unless that was in a bar and she was just straight up drunk. No, nah, it's uh, that it looks like a movie theater because there's right, a yeah. movie thing in the She's background. Not missing that. Like yeah. that, that I mean, yeah. But how I mean, about that's... kudos to him then for just taking a punch for a couple of subscribers? What on if he didn't know? What if he didn't know? You know, no, she, like, she stays it. Is it yeah. staged? Maybe, maybe look, one more time. Is it staged yeah. if she knows, but he, look, he doesn't look like he knows? I'm just telling you, it's not. He doesn't. 
<laughs> bro, he didn't flinch. I'm sorry. You don't huh. exactly. You don't take yeah. a punch like that without no, he knowing didn't prepare. it. Look at his flinch. feet. Did the the feet don't prepare it though. Look at the feet. There's no movement. In the Look, she squares up and everything too. Dude, man. she got she, a she hell of a hook coming. If it stays, only one of the actors knew about it. He <laughs> it deserves an Emmy or an Oscar if that was staged. Let's put it that All way. right, that's my ice on his part. Uh, I'll go then, uh, real oh, quick. Um, you know what? I try to think about what things to do. I'm just gonna ice up Dalai Lama. Um, oh, did we talk about it? It's so weird. I'm dude. not even gonna bring up the stuff right now, but apparently, uh, so like he's meeting with the little boy, he asks the boy <laughs> to give him a hug. Cool, the boy gives him a hug. He asks the boy to give him a kiss in the cheek. Cool, kiss in the cheek. He asks the boy to give him a kiss in the lips. Yeah, okay, starting to get weird. Kind of, the then the Dalai Lama asked the kid to suck his tongue. And I and the funny, <sighs> I would say this may be like, uh, fake news, but the Dalai Lama actually came out and apologized for what he did. So yeah. this is real. So I thought it was a deep fake at first. I thought it was a deep fake. I did too. First. I did too. And I was like, this can't be real. He actually came out like a day later and apologized for it. Uh, we may be getting to the point of where, when you are in politics and you are a certain. Uh, person in the world as far as clout goes maybe you need to start taking tests to feel how cognitive you are well don't you they know, like, think that he's actually like born of god the dalai lama or something like a reincarnate isn't that what the dalai lama is or like a buddha he's reincarnate? a Nobel prize winner i don't beyond that i don't know much I think about he's him like buddha incarnate yeah. maybe I don't know. I'm waiting until he not... asks your son to suck his tongue, and then when we yeah, wait till I see you later, boy, like, what do you think he asks next? <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I just can't believe when I heard that, and uh, yeah, he's still the dog. Eyes up. So, yeah. Yeah. Incarnate. Incarnate. Um, yeah. CK? Uh, that was going to be mine. That was oh. such a good one. <laughs> so, like, it was so, so crazy. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that. that. Mm. Dalai don't Lama, uh, really. ask don't ask kids to suck your tongue. Fucking no. weird. We I thought it was fake too, Greg. I thought it was yeah, fake. It was like, and then it went. Yeah. Turned out it was real. All right, that's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me at cat underscore chronicles. Check out CarolinaCatChronicles.com for a lot of fan perspectives coming out. Keeping this look, the website's getting a pulse. And you know what? You can give it uh, some some CPR, right? And get this sucker alive by checking it out, number one, or considering writing and posting for the website. Cody, you've done so much work uh, with this draft period. Thank you so much. You've been killing it. Today you did a live stream. Watch Cody. Oh, I didn't even mention tomorrow night, Cody. We got to war room it up at 9 p.m. on 704 Charlotte Bound Show. And we're war rooming against them. We're not allowed to make the same picks. So do we pick AR-15 to screw with them. Number one, Cody Lack, <laughs> thanks for joining me, man. My will, man. I love you, man. Yeah, man. You know I love you too, brother. And, um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Every Friday at 7 p.m. is the show for Panther fans by Panther fans. The C3 Friday free for all. Anyone can be a part of it. That's Fridays at 7 p.m. 
and I am on a, a new podcast uh, every Monday at 10.30 a.m. Embrace Debate with me and Desmond Johnson from Believe in Panthers podcast and Monty Fetty from The Four Man Rush. You know him from Twitter. Uh, that's every Monday at 10.30. And, uh, hey, man, it's the end of the draft season, so check out all my written content at drafttech.com. And uh, where I write first through third round comments for the Carolina Panthers. So come and check out your boy. CK, the baby's on the way. We'll be here next week. I hope you're going to be able to make the draft party. If not, we drafted your kid number one overall. CK, thanks for helping us out tonight. Hey, man, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we are inducing at, 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 at not tomorrow, Wednesday, but next Wednesday is the schedule oh, so poor guy you bet you bet well i wonder all right well we'll see what if ck makes a sneak out appearance into the draft party who knows he's got a lot of things going on i hope you'll be there if not we wish your family your wife the best safe healthiness healthy babies all anybody ever wants greg the bat daddy the stat daddy friday free uh, friday nights and you know what a lot of cool stuff to talk about right yeah, man. Uh, I got Friday nights, uh, Geeks Chasing Corals Across the Multiverse. We are talking about all kinds of pop culture and media stuff. Really fun shows going on. But what I really want to talk about right now is Thursdays. Starting this Thursday, the pilot show of the 5 on 5 podcast where me and uh, uh, a bunch of guys from this show, fans from this show that got with me and want to talk about uh, basketball, are going to be talking about the NBA playoffs. We're going to be two games in. But we're going to be covering uh, playoffs as they go through the weeks, our predictions. I think a lot of us are uh, Lakers fans, so it makes a lot of fun for that. Um, we have a great GOAT debate with everything in there. And then we have an all five uh, or top ten, excuse me, a number one all five starting lineup that we're going to mm. pro- uh, show out there for all of us uh, come this Thursday. But this Thursday is the pilot show, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. It's going to be on the Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse podcast network. And we're going to be covering just the NBA playoffs for right now. So if you like the NBA and you just want to talk about that, come check us out. Uh, same thing as this. If you're in the chat room and you're talking about stuff, I'll put you up there. We'll uh, comment on what you're saying. But uh, check out Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse, and you'll find that podcast as well. Cody Light, take us out of here, my man. C3 Panther Nation. Until next time, keep pounding.